0: Creeps Podcast. I'm Jarrett Duncan. RJ Balog. And we're just two guys who so have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection, one spine number at a time, in order for release. This week we're blowing up kids and puppies, throwing perfectly good spy chocolate in the garbage, and mm-hmm. being accused wrongfully again of murdering women that were like that when we got there. As we watch Spines 22, mm-hmm. 23, and 24 in the Criterion Laserdisc collection. Alfred Hitchcock's Sabotage from 1936, Secret Agent from 1936, and Young and Innocent from 1937. All the cock. But first... What? RJ. Yes. Would you like to explain to our listeners what you were just telling me before we started recording?
1: Okay, so here's the thing. I don't see an issue here. Okay, so friend of the show, Justin Peterson, wanted us to watch this, this film trailer and so we could comment on his email, and I was like, "Yeah, no problem, sure thing, sure thing, no problem, Jarrett, sure thing. I'll check this out." So I'm watching it, and uh, I can tell Jarrett's kind of just like, "What's he doing?" Because we started our phone call, and uh, I was like, "Oh, he," I was like, "Oh, it's just playing right now." I was like, "Here, I'll hold up my my earbud to the speaker to our mic so you can hear along."
0: Part of me, <laughs> so here, okay, to your, here. To your... <laughs>
1: Here, here's the setup, and I, I just want people. I I legitimately want people to email in and say that they're with me, or or not. Okay, so here's here's the setup. We have a mic. It's plugged into our like our USB. Correct. In my mic, I have my headphones that are like wired earbuds. <laughs> so as I play the movie trailer, I can hear the sound in my earbuds. Yes. It's coming out. I can hear it. Correct. So I said okay, I'll put one of my earbuds right up against the mic, which Jarrett can hear me speaking from. I was like, and he'll be able to also hear the movie trailer that I'm watching. To which Jarrett replied, what did did you say, (laughs) Jarrett? Okay.
0: First of all, uh, you said you were putting the microphone
1: up to the speaker. Oh, no, my earbud. I put my (laughs) earbud to the speaker, to the microphone. I see. See, that makes sense, right? That makes slightly
0: more sense. But uh, originally, when you said, I put it up to the speaker, and I'm like, RJ. (laughs) No, I'm not that you, You you, you teach biology, sir.
1: Yeah, this is a computer. This isn't biology. This This is computer sciences. This is computers. I ain't no computer scientist. Oh, boy. Okay, no, it was the earbud to which I, I see now why you thought that was so ridiculous. No, I was not holding it up to the speaker. I meant like my earbud. So, like, see this guy, Jarrett? This little yeah, guy? Yeah, I see it. I, I, I was holding it right up to the speaker.
0: R- RJ's not a professional. He still hasn't, after three, in, what, three and a half years ago, he said, Yeah, I'll buy a new set of headphones one of these <laughs> days. And here we are.
1: I actually like this. You know why I do this? It's mm. not just a fashion piece. Like I, I always rock one earbud in, one out. It's, uh, it's I'm trying to be considerate for you, so I can kind of gauge and control my own volume, because I don't know if you know this, Jarrett, but other people have mentioned that my volume and tone sometimes rise without my awaren, uh, my awareness. So i I'm, I'm just trying to be more aware, and if I have them both in then is, I really is, am going to just boom. Is that the kind way of saying you're a loudmouth? Maybe. I'm just saying that my volume, my tone, and my cadence have been told <laughs> – I've been told that they are evasive to yeah. other people. So this yeah. is kind of a way for – I can hear how loud I am getting a little bit. If I have them both in, though, I'm just locked in with you, man, and you, I'm going to blow your, your dick right off. <clears throat> So I'm not gonna get headphones. I like this method better, is what I'm trying to say. How how are you otherwise? Uh I mean I was good until now. Yeah. Now I'm fired up and I'm gonna really tear <laughs> well, into these cock movies. Good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh no, I'm good, man. I'm uh, I'm almost done. It's almost Christmas break, so things are winding down. Gonna watch a movie next week. That's gonna be fun. Ooh. So I was gonna like with the class, I was gonna let them vote. So I I did a little survey today about, like, what their favorites were. A lot of Homomone 2, oh. which I found surprising, and I was like, 2? Hmm. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to juke the stats a little bit. I'm going to say Homomone was—I'm going to juke it a little bit. I'll say Homomone like, was one pick, and yeah. I'm going to put forth my pick of Gremlins, and I'll say, you guys pick out of these two.
0: Those uh those kids, I guess they were born after the year 2000, huh?
1: That's true. That's true. Most of them are, like, 16. Seventeen. Wow. So you don't
0: want to throw some body horror, some biological horror their way. I mean watch *Rabbit* Rabid's a Christmas movie. It's got like a yeah, it's got a penis in an armpit.
1: Oh wow. Yeah, I maybe I'll maybe I'll throw Tree Venge on for them and they can watch some of that stuff too. There you go. I mean, I would love to. That's why I think Gremlins is a nice middleman. There's nothing offensive in Gremlins, is there?
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't know who. I don't know about these kids
1: these days and their parents. Mm, uh, they're pretty cool. If I just tell them to like not be nerds about it, I'll be like, "Hey, don't be a fucking loser. Just don't tell anyone you watch like Gremlins." No. Put it on the stairs. Well, some of them are like, "We should watch Christmas Vacation." I was like, "Oh yeah." I was like, y- "You guys want to watch that that scene where Chevy Chase is having a wet dream, dreaming about bikini girls?" I was like, "No, I'm thank." Having
0: you. a nocturnal emission.
1: Yeah exactly i was like no thank you and i was and then i'll tell you i'll tell you what else i told him so i said to him i said hey rube what would you watch here?"
0: what would i watch with a room filled with 16 year old kids hmm well since i'm not a teacher i just it'd be like what are you doing in this room i'd be like hey kids we're watching video
1: drum tonight hey kids you ever heard of martyrs it's oliver <laughs> granger's favorite movie yeah come check it out there's that too uh i don't know you you think about it for a while but my because some of their picks weren't bad i was just like i don't really want to watch these ones i'd rather because i was like i haven't seen gremlins in a long time and i, I don't want to be part of the hip crowd but i was like i kind of want to rewatch gremlins maybe i'll just throw that on maybe i'll just say it one They'll never check with each other.
0: Say it one best picture. It's a classic and uh it won go best from there. Picture. they can't they can't confirm or deny that. Last they, year, yeah, sure. Uh, so it's on someone's best movie of the year list, I'm sure, from nineteen eighty four?
1: I'm sure it is. Whatever. I'm sure. What's going on with you?
0: I uh, I've spent the last like four work days building a three D printer from scratch. So that's Why? because it's my job sometimes to oh. do things like that. It's actually been okay. It just yeah. it, it takes a lot of time. Like I've never built a a machine like this before <clears throat> with cables and screws and bolts. It's a it's a step up from IKEA furniture. I'll tell you what.
1: I was going to say, did it come mm. Ikea style, where it, it was all the parts and you had to assemble it yourself, or was yeah. it like... Oh, okay. it's, yeah,
0: it's completely disassembled. Um, mm-hmm. There's a manual that's like the size of a fairly thick graphic novel. And uh, the one nice thing is it gives you a bag of gummy bears to reward yourself as you go through each step.
1: How long do you think those were in there for?
0: Uh, they're a little stale, but uh, you know, probably in the last six months.
1: Were they printed using a 3D printer? Those gummy bears. Well, I mean, who could who could know, really? I, 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 nah, I don't know. It's, it's those
0: uh, Haribo brand. Oh, Haribos. Haribos. That's it.
1: Yeah, I like Haribos. You ever get the sour gummies? I have not. That's these, good these, shit, these, these were just straight up regular gummy bears. Well, I mean, those are good too. They're fine. So, what are you gonna print with this thing? Are you gonna do like um? Weird stuff? Weird things. Um, yeah. Well,
0: there's a, a real classy-looking, like, Cleopatra-style bust that's on the package of this box. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see if that's on the uh, the SD card it comes with. Sometimes they have some test things like that out there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The, uh, the world's my oyster now that I have another 3D printer that I probably won't use that much. But I will make sure mm-hmm. that it is up and running for those ambitious people who want to print off, I don't know, D and D figures, uh, War War, Warhammer uh, bits, pieces. Mm. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Some terrain. Um, No one makes anything real, you know. But as as has been discussed
1: and said by you many times,
0: art is not real. No,
1: it's not. Have you? Are you starting to get of the same opinion as me, or what? No.
0: You think art is real, dude? Hey, RJ. What? We got some emails.
1: From females? Uh, No. Oh. How many? Five. Uh, five, five away still.
0: We got an, a new email.
1: Er, <gasps> uh, this, First time, this, long time? Reese mm-hmm. Hachstuhl. Do you think that's the uh, cor- correct pronunciation? I think that's
0: the only one that matters because it's mine.
1: Do you think he uh, maybe lives whoa, whoa, whoa. in uh, Lithuania <laughs> with uh, George Hochschminer? He might.
0: Might be okay. good, good, good friends. Mm-hmm. Very close personal friend of Mr. Hochstuhl. Oh, okay. And uh, this email begins uh, with a subject line of Parasite Viewing Experience. Hmm. Hey there, creeps. First time writing in, just wanted to write in to expand mm-hmm. the mythos surrounding a certain fan-favorite character in the Criterion Creeps cinematic universe. The Silver Fox himself.
2: Ooh. See,
0: when I was in high school, I worked at our local movie theater. Ooh, Without dang. fail, the Silver Fox would be at the theater at least once a week, arriving early in the day and staying for a double or triple feature. Ooh, Gotta fuck. say, he was always super polite and nice to everyone. I'm sure he's a true appreciator of films, good and bad, because he's probably seen them all. Anyway, mm. this Sunday I went and saw the new Bong Joon-ho film, Parasite, and boy, it was a wicked time. I can get into that another time. But beyond the artisanal Korean film craft, the highlight was the appearance of the Silver Fox at the Mm -hmm. theater. Which got me Mm -hmm. thinking, the Silver Fox would be a great Criterion Creeps guest. Put it on the list of Patreon goals, dudes.
1: I mean, what are our Patreon goals at now? About 400?
0: 400 of what? Exactly. Like how
1: many we we currently have that can be fulfilled at one point? Oh, I I think it's at four. Okay, so we'll add this to the new Patreon goals Goals right beside my um my reading of a green book. Uh, I bet Silver Fox would be really interesting to talk to. I didn't realize dude was putting down, like, triple headers. Yeah, I wasn't aware of that either. But I guess, like, it
0: explains why we always see him first thing on a Saturday, because he's planning on making mm-hmm. a day of it. At least, like, yeah. it, it depends what's out, though. And actually, uh, if, if this Silver Fox uh, sighting, it can, could be confirmed. I mean, we don't know. We're only going off of this... Reese fellow's uh claims. Um
1: Reese Taxle <clears throat> sounds like a stand up dude. I don't I mean first time long time with a friend. Uh mm-hmm. What are some other monikers that I throw out there for people? I don't
0: know. Whatever you feel comfortable with. But mm-hmm. s- assuming that he's on the level with this. I mean uh, uh I, it's I'm surprised cuz like I've I've never seen Mr. Fox at the at the movie mill.
1: Did he say he worked at the the mill or just the – he said local theater. That could have been Cineplex, right? But
0: but Parasite
1: was at Movie Mill. Oh, I yeah, but Parasite never went to our big theater. I know. Our first run. So he very well could have. He made a point. Um, We might have to see what showing this was at. Or did he say – was it Friday night or Saturday? Well, it was Sunday. Okay. So that fits none of those. Okay. I think what you got to do is you need to start staking this out a little bit. You need to go to every showing at the mill and see if he shows up. Stake it out. Do you think he rode his motorbike over there in the the cold of winter? In 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 this weather? Mm -hmm. Hard to say. But hey, you know what?
0: The the possibility of a guest, I mean, I've got a lead. I've got a lead, a very good lead, to like get us closer to that possibility. To him? Mm Mhm. Like
1: are you following him or like what are you doing, dude? (laughs) I have I have my people. I've got my people on it. (laughs) Um my concern is that you might incriminate yourself. <laughs> I think we should I think we should scrap this whole thing and start over, oh yeah mm-hmm. well, but, do do the vinegar villains podcast I mean, that's fine too. Can I not watch the movies though and still contribute? <laughs> I mean, you could just not do the podcast at all. hey, even better, <laughs> even better, thank you, uh Reese, yeah, that's thank your you real uh, name. It could be. who, For all we know, this dude could be called Sugarhead. Who knows? Who knows? Who Next knows? up, Scott Bailey. Ooh, brother of George. Nice.
0: Always good to hear from him. First off, I want to apologize to those who haven't seen Heredity for spoiling stuff in it. Oh, uh, so whatever. I was at work thinking of one-liners. One of my favorites is Your Mom Was a $2 Whore from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. I was wondering what some of your favorite one-liners are. RJ?
1: Um, I don't know if this counts as a one-liner, but you know, like jokes that have no setup—you just hear the punchline. Mm-hmm. Do you think that would count? Possibly. Because my favorite always is "rectum." Damn near killed him. Yeah, you've you've definitely said that before. Uh, I like it because it's like they're talking about. Do, do you know, Jared? No. Do you get? Do you get the joke? <laughs> yeah, do I you get got, it.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I got it. I
1: got it. I got okay, it. W- what about you? Do you got any favorite one-liners <sighs> oh, over oh, there?
0: There's like. Uh... I always find unforgiven. has got a pretty good uh, couple of lines of, which uh, one? well, it's like deserves got nothing to do with it. Uh, which might, might even good. be a, might even be a paraphrase of the actual line reading. But uh, I just Gene Hackman just I was building a house. <laughs> just, yep, <laughs> he sure was. Oh, uh, what else? Dumb he and sure in, was in, in Dumb and Dumber. I often think of Harry. I took care of it. <laughs> Harry, I took care of it. <laughs> That's
1: actually, I think Dumb and Dumber, the entire movie is perfect. uh, Perfect one-miners. It's it's
0: one gigantic quote. Uh, (laughs) And and the movie Ghost World, I I think. Um, The whole movie? The whole movie. Uh, It's one of those things like when I rewatch it, I'm like, oh, I say that all the time, and I didn't even realize that was from that anymore. An example of that would be,
1: I don't know. (laughs) What spine is Ghost World? Oh, God. Late. Long ways away. I mean, it's been, I think I, this might rock your world, Jared, but I'm pretty sure I only saw a ghost world once, like eight, nine years ago, Uh, 10, 12 years ago. No. So should I watch it again or just wait? I I would watch it again. What if I die?
0: Well, then you should definitely watch it before then.
1: Okay. But I guess if you're dead, it doesn't really matter anymore at all. Well, life isn't real. It's just like art. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Jackson. Ooh, there he is.
0: Archaeologists, animals, and art. Hey, guys. Hope you're having a good week full of some good old Hitchcock. This past week, I rewatched the Indiana Jones films, and I was curious to how you guys felt about the series overall and the pretty questionable depictions of Indian people in the Temple of Doom. (laughs) Furthermore, for Jared, what are your thoughts on Babe? I seen that you gave it the coveted five stars, and from what I know about it, it doesn't exactly seem to fit the criteria of a Jared pick. And finally, rest assured, R.J., John Lurie has said that he's working on a new series, Painting Ah. with John. And he's already embraced the idea of Tom Waits doing an episode. Keep up the phenomenal work, Axiom Jackson Maximus. There it is.
1: I I really like that he embraced it. This is John Lurie news is uh, news to me, so Mm -hmm. I'm thrilled about that. What's your take on uh, Babe? Babe? Babe's... So good, so uh,
0: i I was a late comer to babe. I never watched it when the movie came out because I was like had no interest in watching a movie like a little kid movie about a pig. It's like, I don't care about that shit. I want mm-hmm. Michael Crichton adaptations <laughs> like that was uh that was the world I was living in. I was going to see Fr- Frighteners and Casper instead. Mm-hmm. yeah all the good ones. but uh when I watched it, whatever it was several years ago, man, that movie just bowled me over. So, uh, it's so it's so such a great depiction of goodness for me, which is always like mm-hmm. it's a rare thing to watch uh, that type of thing. *Nausicaa*, *Valley of the Wind* hits on it. *Babe* is another one. Just uh, it's a rare treat to watch just like uh, a a pleasant movie about like a really good character who doesn't mean any mm-hmm. harm. It's not pessimistic or or anything like that. It's just like upbeat. It's really good. Did
1: Did I tell you about how we um? ate a pig no no i actually i do i do actually feel pretty bad eating pork sometimes because it's like pigs are pigs are pretty smart and they seem nice and no uh we tried watching babe uh, a couple months ago and uh it was just in the first 10 minutes you get that slaughterhouse stuff and andrew was just like i'm not ready for this right now or she's like i can't handle this right now (laughs) and i was like okay because I I knew you spoke so highly of it, and it, I was like, man, I don't think I've seen Babe in like over twenty years. Mm-hmm. It's like we should check it out. And then yeah, we turned it on, and I'm sure it's it gets better when uh, James Cromwell comes in and uh, does his thing. But yeah, that first uh, ten minutes, it's a uh, it doesn't set the scene very well because you're like, ooh, some this is gonna be heavy shit. <laughs> so uh, Babe sounds good. I, I'll, I'll check it out one day maybe if uh, if I feel emotionally secure enough to do it
0: how, how do you feel about the depiction of indian people in the temple of doom rj i mean I'm, I'm all for it yeah
1: i'm all about uh representation even
0: questionable depictions
1: good and bad yeah uh no i i don't know i've never really thought of it in that sense because when whenever i watched temple of doom i was like eight years old and i was like yeah woo, kill him so, indy kill him indy get get him yeah. get anyone who's different from you R- yeah rj Embrace uh, it. I'd rather talk about the series as a whole. I I love Indiana Jones, man, all the time. Me and friend of the show Ryan Nagel, uh, we'd watch, uh, and other friend who isn't of the show, we'd watch those things all the time. And I've I've stated many times, I think Crystal Skull is pretty cool. I don't have a problem with that movie at all. Oof. <laughs> so uh, I, I I like all those things. I I don't, Here here's a question for you, because I think. Raiders is the best, but I actually like Last Crusade the most. Hmm. What's your What's your take on the three? And I know that sounds weird, but and I always do that. But I just like Last Crusade with Sean Connery running around playing with his umbrella. Yep. Ooh, 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 ooh. You
0: know I me, mean? <laughs> yeah. You remember so yeah, yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark, I think, is a uh, a pretty great piece of action filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Temple of Doom, I've always had like a, I like it fine, but I I've, I've never loved the story. That much. Yeah, and then Last Crusade. It's got the the Nazis are back. Hell yeah, baby! They're they're great villains. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean that was actually about like one of the few movies I probably like with Sean Connery. But I do remember when I watched that uh, at the movie mill. On uh, right, a midnight screening, it was uh,
1: o- original. Oh, I was going <laughs> to say original
0: airing, or like no, this this was uh, after the fact. This was uh, like a okay. one night thing because they each summer they were playing one part of the trilogy, and then I, I would always regret not seeing Raiders. But last year, the the print of it looked amazing, like pristine. But uh, yeah, it's it's fun. It's a fun movie, I guess. They're all fun, mm-hmm. but I'd say it's like over time they they get a little goofier and more removed and then and then you get to uh crystal skull and the best uh, or
1: what awful i mean i didn't think it was that bad though like i know it's not good but bad but you you know why i like it right Mm Mm-hmm. i i know yeah i know aliens aliens i mean i honestly think it was a logical place to take indiana jones right I mean, whether or not you make them actually him actually real. Yeah, like that that's scene where he story. like
0: survived the atomic blast
1: by going into a fridge and he's blown to safety. Well, Jared, it's lead lined. Uh-huh, are yeah. you are you dumb, dude? Are you are you holding up your microphone to the speaker, man? Like, Sam what's going on, Sanchez <laughs> with mm-hmm. an email titled
0: ASFD. I just uh, sent an email, but my computer crashed out, and it looks like it might not have sent. So I'll have to try to replicate it. A ghoul strikes again.
2: Mm.
0: See, mm-hmm. he's coming. He's coming for you, folks.
1: He's everywhere. I mean, we were fir- we were first, but we're not last. We were able to lift the curse, maybe, and pass it on.
0: I hope so. I normally don't follow along with the movies you watch every week. Just on occasion, a movie comes along that I've been meaning to watch anyway. And Umberto D was that uh, was that this past week. And I agree, it was great. Fun little fact: It's been on my radar to watch since I began getting into movies, pretty much solely because that is also my dad's name but with an H, Humberto. The H is silent. Oh, Humberto.
1: Humberto. Humberto.
0: Humberto. Also, just wanted to co-sign on Jarrett's recommendation of the long goodbye for RJ. It's Mm. great, and since RJ mentioned the silent partner last week, but didn't seem to ever have heard of it, would recommend watching both and doing an Elliot Gould double feature. The silent partner has Christmas elements and is also great, so it's that time of year anyway. Make it happen. Well, I can definitely mm-hmm. make that happen because I own both of those bad boys on Blu-ray. You want to take them up? You want to take up this Sam
1: Jarrett challenge, RJ? What's the runtime of both movies put together?
0: Uh, Long longer by two hours, I think. and Or under, just under two hours. And Silent Partner's is probably about the same length. So that's
1: four. Total. I mean, I'll give it a go. You, if you give me the materials, I'll I'll give it a go. I won't hold on to them for a year. As he looks long anywhere to the pile, two plus years. Like other things. Hey, I gave most of them back. Yeah. I only kept the like... ones you
0: watched, and and the couple of that you were never going to watch.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, hmm, I'm conflicted because I would like to watch movies like the ones you and Sam recommend, but also uh, I saw on. Sh- shutter one of the joe bob specials like specifically christmas oriented was all the phantasm ones mm-hmm. and he's having another one this friday so i was like maybe i'd watch joe bob maybe not i don't know i don't know maybe other people can decide for i don't want to decide anymore sam if you if you want me to do that i'll do that other people make decisions <sighs> for me from now on okay Ar- you tell me what to watch i don't Ar- care he wants
0: to give his life over to the fans
1: i yeah i mean that's what it's always been about no about the fans? We're doing, yeah, we're doing it for the boys and the girls and the kids. For, for the kids. For the kids, for the fans, you know? that's well, nice to hear from Sam Sanchez and all of our other brethren. Do we have any more emails? Finally, as alluded
0: <gasps> to, Justin Peterson. Mm. Has it really come to this? Hey, Jared and RJ, what's happening? So I saw a trailer recently that made me think of <laughs> RJ and his big heart for the animals of the world. So have Uh you heard about this new Harrison Ford movie called The Call of the Wild? If you watch the trailer, you will notice that Mr. Ford is acting alongside a CGI dog in this wilderness adventure movie. Do you think this is a good trend in order to prevent animals from getting hurt on movies? I don't think asking if these movies should be stopped being made is even a question, since I think they are too popular for that to be an option.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: What do you so? Yeah, we watched this uh, mm -hmm. a couple minutes apart. I watched this trailer, and of course, uh, I was struck by more uh, disembodied Harrison Ford uh, voice acting. Remind bring me back to Blade Runner, Um, and just how bad of an actor Harrison Ford is. Mm -hmm. So, who? I mean, he is charming as hell as Indiana Jones, but boy, when it comes to doing other things, oh. He's so bad. Anyway, yeah, CGI dog, and it looks so bad that the dog moves so slow. Dogs are mm-hmm. fast and like erratic and like have. I don't understand. And also, I thought this thing about CGIing things is because they don't exist in the real world. But here we are. Uh,
1: well, maybe you could tell that to Mr. Martin Scorsese. Yeah, Academy Award-winning director. And do you think that? Uh, Uh, what's his
0: oh god James Dean thing is going to happen no I think you think that's mean that's just going to probably like go away right
1: it'll either go away or they should honestly they maybe they should just fucking do it and buy into it and then people will hate watch that movie because people do that too right oh they sure do yeah um yeah I don't know dude like I, I went into detail about how Robert De Niro's dead like dead soulless eyes were cgi'd and how that really bothered me mm-hmm. um i'm all i'm all for this call of the wild thing <laughs> does it look does it look bad yeah for sure but uh as justin mentioned that's more in line with what i would be down for i mean here's the thing i think you could you could go about two ways where you have a real dog for normal scenes and then the scenes where it's dogs slain through avalanches, it's like, yeah, maybe don't put a real dog in there. So Just like a like but then consistency like real throughout. Yeah. It's like, it's like a real rubber person. Yeah, consistency throughout would be weird. I mean, you could have people in rubber suits, but I don't know, like rubber suits. Is that what you meant uh, well, by I was thinking of uh, Justice League
0: with uh with Henry and his like rubber mm. rubbery body flying around in his underpants in that hey,
1: that's a hundred percent real dude yeah <laughs> that's not CGI dude oh CGI. he did that
0: he did that for real dude and, and same with that uh hairless slip oh
1: <laughs> that well that, that thing was a little bit different but um I don't know I think it's I I'm more on board with this and ultimately too that movie's not for dudes like Jared Duncan that's for uh little kiddos out there and uh For English teachers that are reading Call of the Wild. So, Doc, do it. Throw some CGI dogs in there. That's fine. As long as none of those dogs get hurt, Jared. The CGI CGI or real. (laughs) Yeah. Don't do it. Just
0: don't even do it. By request, Justin Mm. continues, I attached a photo of my cat named Chloe, which Mm. we have had for 11 years. Unfortunately, my cat is an asshole that bites and shits all over my house. So I am not a fan. Ho ho, but I would like to get <gasps> a sweet dog one day that is actually rewarding to take care of. Oh my God. Oh, Justin. That is outrageous. <laughs> he bites and shits all over his house, Justin. I mean, let's just get it right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, so we, I've talked about this with Andrea before too. Like, your cat's. This house is, like, the house we live in, it's their house. It's not ours. Yeah. They spend 24 hours a day here. I'm lucky if I spend 12 a day here. So, like, this is their house, man. We're just visiting. Am I right, Jarrett? Like, am I right? You you got her. Yeah, I thought that was a good-looking kitty. It reminded me of Bubbles on uh, Trailer Park Boys. I'm going to put that on the Facebook right now, actually. Do it up. Well, While you're talking. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was a nice kitty. And, you know, I always... Why can't people like cats and dogs?
0: You know what I mean? Goat movie question of the week. Yeah, that too. Are there any romantic comedies that you like? I'm actually a big fan of the large cast rom-com Christmas movie Love Actually and Nick Mm. Cage's The Family Man, which I recall hearing you guys say good things about. Mm -hmm. Me specifically, I guess, with that one. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, Love Actually is awful, and I'm like the only person who thinks that. (laughs) But that's... I always, I think someone just mentioned it the other day to me as well, perhaps even an emailer, uh, mm. but uh, yeah, I
1: don't know about that movie. I don't. Sorry, sorry, I missed it. What was it specifically? Christmas movies or rom coms? Rom or rom com Christmas rom coms. I mean, there's some that I like. Do you have any offhand? Because I'll, I'll search this up here. There's a few like hmm. 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 What about the Before Trilogy? Are those rom-coms? Well, okay. So I just did a quick look. And,
0: uh, you know, there's people who are like, rom-coms with a spin, like Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. Hmm. Her, I disagree. Her, Adaptation, is like, no, 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 no. No, no, man. no, no. No, let's not try to be clever here, but folks. Yeah.
1: I disagree yeah. on all those. What about 500 Days of Summer? Have you seen that movie, Jarrett? Mm, nope. It's a good movie. I, I own it. I can lend it to you oh. if you wanted. The Apartment, I guess. Oh, fuck yeah. I love uh, The Apartment. I see uh, Paul Dano's movie, Ruby Sparks, here. That's a pretty good show.
0: It's been a long time since I've seen uh, since I've seen Amelie, but that was always a, a charming movie. And uh, mm. actually, I was surprised uh, when I watched When Harry Met Sally, not that long ago, whatever that mm. was. I thought that was pretty good.
1: There... I mean, there's lots. I'm just looking at this list, so if these movies seem random, it's because I'm just going in order. I see them, but you ever seen Crazy Stupid Love, Jarrett, with uh, Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling? I have not. It's not bad. It's not bad. Chunking Express, is that a rom-com? No. Mm, Yeah, a lot of these are very questionable, as you said. Atonement, Virgin Suicides. (laughs) Who made this list? Spring? Mm. Come on.
0: Finally, to end on more of a hardcore note. What is the most violent movie you have ever seen? Mart. My pick would now be I Saw the Devil, and I saw that you have both seen it and I would love to hear your thoughts. Thanks guys and have a great show. Uh yeah, I saw the Devil. I saw that so long ago. I really don't remember too much about it anymore. I remember liking it quite a bit when I did watch it. I remember the ending quite clearly. Because it's like this Rube Goldberg-style uh, final trap.
1: Of I Saw the Devil?
0: Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, that movie I thought was good. But I, I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't remember too much about it anymore. Most violent movie I've ever seen. Well, it would have to be something I guess would be a documentary. I would Martyrs? <laughs> that, that, I didn't know that was a documentary. It's not even the most violent movie, though.
1: I don't no. know. Uh, that's a good question what, how do you define violence Jared?
0: no I mean I feel like night and fog kind of uh kind yeah. of uh would de- i would describe as a fairly violent movie uh both uh based on what you're seeing on the screen and the emotional toll it takes mm-hmm. but uh yeah it's, it would have to be something like a like a really grueling documentary but I mean I, I get what he's asking though mm-hmm. too it's just like like violence for, for like these like extremely violent like horror or like Sometimes the uh, more extreme uh, Asian cinema.
1: Mm. What about Saw Four? Is that a f- violent movie? Saw Four.
0: Yeah, I guess. Okay. But
1: does it get to you? Does it go like make you go fuck? I don't know. Not really. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm too desensitized. Yeah. The violence. Maybe. What about you? Cannibal Holocaust. You were gonna say.
0: Cannibal Holocaust. Maybe, but. Yeah, it's not. I don't know. I think I've seen. I don't know. I feel like I've seen some shit.
1: You know, I've seen some shit. I I agree with you. I feel like you and me have both seen some shit. So it's really hard to say. It's a non-answer. There you Wait. go. I Just, feel like he said something before that. Um, no. no. Okay. <laughs> okay. Keep <me> sorry. Continue. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Nice. Well, nice to hear from all of our fans out there. It always is. Friends of the show. Hey, RJ. Yo, what you been creeping on this week? The Gabagool. Uh, so apart from watching three fucking movies, which I mean, it wasn't that hard. They're not, not, none of them are super long, but it, you know, takes some time. We are currently halfway through season three, moving at a good clip. We're doing about a season a week. It's not bad, yeah. It's not bad. Uh, season three was uh, always, I think, one of my most fondest because it has uh, my favorite episode and uh, the episode I'll never forget. So, uh, you know the Doctor Melfi episode, Employee of the Month. Yep. Whew, man, that is rough shit. I remember when we started. Andrew was, uh, she's like, dude. Do uh, Tony and Dr. Melfi get together? I was like, nah, nothing like that. I was like, but there's a real rough episode with her coming up in uh, the third season. And she's like, what do you mean? I was like, oh, fuck, it's rough. Um, I I think my memory tricked me because I thought the whole episode was around her. And I was like, yeah, it's all about just that one thing that happens with her and like the – Like, the pain she feels from that. But then it's not. There's, like, all this other shit thrown in there. Like, just random stuff, like, going on with the rest of the people. And I was like, whoa. It's like, we got way more serious things happening over here with Dr. Melfi. You should just give her the time to breathe, man. Really let it, you know, come out. Anyways, that episode's really rough. And then uh, the one episode um, where we're up to now. So, it's our next one. So, when we finish recording this. My favorite episode, Jarrett. Directed by, that's right, Mr. Steve Buscemi,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Pine Barrens, where Paulie and Chris get lost in the woods. Oh, mm-hmm. baby, I that episode is so fucking good. This show is so good, Jared. Like I know, I, I this will be until I finish. It'll just be me talking about how good The Sopranos is, but it is. It's that good, dude. It is that good. I love it. You like it too, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. Especially <laughs> season three. Very good. So, anyways. That show was cool. Uh and then other than that I watched this thing called Tree which I believe you recommended to me one once upon a one, time. One time so at some point.
0: Yeah, I watched it a couple of some some Christmas in the last couple of years.
1: From a maybe Canadian Jason Eisner? Yes. The dude who made Hobo with the shotgun? Yeah. Yes. So uh, Hobo with the shotguns and he did the the alien thing from VHS2 which uh, I liked all all of it except from a uh, when they kill the dog for no reason and uh, hey tree venge also kills an animal a cat yeah uh which i thought here my only downside to this thing is i thought that was unnecessary i was like i don't know why it's even in here <laughs> but here's the, here's the good thing about this thing jared do you like trailer park boys Mm-hmm. you know j-rock
2: yeah
1: he's in this bad boy uh and then what's um sarah dunsworth she's in trailer park boys there's a bunch of trailer molly dunsworth bunch of trailer park boys Alum in this bad boy. Treevenge is pretty good, dude. It's a uh, Christmas tree, trees and their plight. And uh, I think the sentiment is they're, good in this thing. They're you uprising. Know, they're uprising because it's like you know what? I I agree with this because it's basically talking. It's making a different statement. And it's like, hey, what if he made this shirt and it was about dogs? And then people get really uncomfortable and they'd be like, that's not how we treat dogs, man. It's like some people do. You know, capturing and enslaving them, and you know all that shit. And And uh, Treevenge is pretty good, dude. I, uh, yeah. I also thought that it's um, good a little short. When that music kicks in, that Cannibal Holocaust, I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> is that copyright infringement?" Uh, maybe they got it cleared. They probably maybe paid, maybe got they paid cleared. those rights. Yeah. Uh, no, it was uh, it was good. I I did like it. Like it's it's a very well well rounded short. Set, it starts good, it's got a good setup, it makes good on, like it pays off, all around good stuff. I liked it. I mean, they did kill that cat, which was a little weird, but, uh... and then there's some sexual stuff in there too, <laughs> but, you know, to each his own, whatever. <laughs> what do you feel about Revenge? Is it something uh, that you, you're a fan of? Yeah, since I told yeah. you to watch it, I, I guess I must <laughs> like it. Well, I mean, sometimes you <laughs> tell me to watch stuff like ironically, and th-
0: yeah, and I work you up and I go, ah, "I tricked you, I got you good." I do that uh, all the I'll, time. My I'll whole... direct
1: you to a list called "Movies I Hate" that Jarrett Duncan made me watch. Oh, uh, see, movies that's, that you were—that's that, a bullshit list, though. Is it though? Like, let's see what's on this list: uh, Apollo 18, Planet like, of the I Apes, know. The Hidden Two. Okay, here's t- two real ones: Mute. All the Creatures Were Stirring, no. you did make me no, watch I, both of those. I did. I did All not. the Creatures Were Stirring, you did. No.
0: For sure. Th- those were movies that I just wasn't going to watch, so I, I got you to watch it instead.
1: You that, did watch that, All that the Creatures Were though.
0: Yeah, because we both had to hate watch it together. That's true. Yeah. Very true. That's fair. Um, yeah. I'm still on this uh, Most Violent Movies I've Seen thing, so I'm looking at this okay. 50 Most Disturbing Movies, and then there's like, you know... Aftermath from 1994, uh, director Nacho Cerda. That that's a good time. That's a dialogue-free uh, weird autopsy movie. Nacho, uh, it's, it's, it's a short film from Nacho. Nacho, did you say yes? That's a cool name, dude. It's uh, yeah, that's pr- pretty grotesque. Uh, there's also this. Oh, it's not the skin I'm in, but uh, it's this about this girl who starts uh really getting into eating her own flesh. That that actually, I had to stop watching that at one point because I was just like, "Fuck!" And I stop, walk around a little bit, and go back to watching it because that's how mm. I roll. That's that, that. That's one not for everybody.
1: <laughs> she eats her own skin.
0: Yeah. To what degree? Uh, it keeps
1: escalating. Hmm. So wait. When you were talking about that, there was something you mentioned right at the start about violence. I was gonna talk about it. I'm bad at this tonight. I can't keep anything in my head. Here, I was gonna say something really witty and like clever, and you were gonna that's like laugh and that's applaud. A, that's and not be true like, oh, at all. Oh, RJ, you're so you're so funny. You're you're so you're so good at this. And I was gonna be like, yes, I know. I I work really hard at it. Mm-hmm. Violent movies, hey. Eh? Violent movies. Oh wait. Oh fuck. I almost had it. Oh yeah. Yeah. The movie I'm thinking of is In My Skin. It. You lost it. Oh, okay. That's what it was. Hey, you, under the skin, that's not a violent movie, but I thought that movie was fucking rough, dude. I don't know if I've ever mentioned it on this you, podcast. I don't but think you have. I, I really uh that movie made me super uncomfortable. I don't know I don't know why like I, I feel like I'm I'm a pretty big downer, but that movie made me down even. <laughs> Just like people being washed out to sea, people being b- burned alive. I was like, fuck, this movie's depressing me. Flo- floating skin suits in the black pool. Well, I liked that. But uh, all the humanistic stuff, I was like, man, we suck. <laughs> Life is horrible. You know what I mean? I, I hear you. So I watched Revenge. Did you watch any movies? I like, did. real movies? Yeah, I
0: watched actual movies. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. What did you watch? I saw Parasite, the oh. highest-rated movie on Letterboxd now.
1: for, for Higher even than, than Fishing with John? Higher than Godfather. What? Okay, well, why don't you tell me about it? First off, did you like it, yes or no? It was or okay. Or is it complicated? It was okay. It's okay. Yeah. That's kind of what I figured. It,
0: it was, Uh, I don't know. I don't know what people are on about. I don't know why. I don't uh, really like
1: Bong Joon-ho, though, right? I I,
0: I haven't really... uh most of his films are not great for me. They're uh, I don't get it. Like I thought host was okay, but I I don't remember anything about it. And there's probably a lot of things that carry over from the host that I don't like with either one of his movies. But I, it's not saying it, I'm not saying Parasite was bad. Parasite's good. Okay. It's worth a watch, but I don't I don't know where this five-star talk comes from
1: at all. Well, why don't you tell me about it because I I literally know nothing about Parasite. Okay. Never looked well, into it
0: once. Okay. So Parasite's a tough one to talk about because okay. a lot of That's people fire. would argue that it's a movie that you should go into not knowing anything about. So that being okay. so that being said, I'll talk about what I can talk about via what's in the trailer. So this is a movie, it's South Korean, so he's uh old June or a bong, he's gone back to mm-hmm. uh to his roots to to his home country to make his movie rather than snowpiercer stuff with very heavy-handed like french graphic album adaptation of about class and tilda swinton shit and ed mm-hmm. harris shit all that stuff and then he make okja again with tilda swinton and there's the things about class and animal rights and stuff i never saw i never watched it i it seemed like most people were kind of lukewarm on it but i don't know i I don't know. I've seen his previous movies, you know. Mm-hmm. I've seen The Host and Memories of a Murder, which I think is the best of his movies that I've seen. Parasite is a movie about mm-hmm. uh for a family of four that are, you know, they're not the poorest people in the world, but they're not doing great. They live in a sub-basement and one day the son of the family, he gets an opportunity from a friend from school from years ago who says, hey, do you want to like pretend to be this girl's tutor while I leave the country for a while? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I'm not threatened, basically because I'm not threatened by you and I really like Mm -hmm. this girl and I don't want her to date anybody else. And uh, if you're around, she can, you know, I'm helping you out and you're helping me out by, you know, making sure that my uh, investment's protected. And he's like, well, okay, I guess that's worth a shot. So he doesn't actually know how to tutor very well or anything like that. But the family that he's being sent to uh, do this for—they're rich and kind of oblivious to things, and they so they can be kind of sweet-talked into anything. And they pick up, so the son picks up on this, and he's like, "Hey, your younger son—you say he's a he's an art genius, huh? Well, I know a girl. She she's a great uh, tutor of art. She could teach her son about art. She's an art therapy, and it's his sister. And soon enough, the sister's in the house, and then mm. there's all, and then they start orchestrating." uh, scenarios to replace other employees of this rich family with the rest of the family. And the movie kind of just goes from there. Uh, this movie is like really well-made. There's like some, uh, like from the film craft that was alluded mm-hmm. to earlier. Uh, it is pretty spot on some great visual stuff. Uh, using of uses of mirrors and, uh, not mirrors, windows, windows and doorways and, uh, repetition, the, the house that the family lives in. It's, uh, very, uh, memorable and iconic the way that it's set up. So I think a lot of people like love that element of mm-hmm. it, but, and there's one thing too, uh, that I really have liked about the film that a lot of movies never even talk about. And that is the sense of smell. It's I mean the there's a reason. Smell o vision. Smell of vision, yeah. Outside of uh films like Polyester okay. with with Odorama cards. Mm-hmm. Um you don't really get smell as a like kind of like a plot point in, mm-hmm. in movies because the audience can't smell anything. They're they're smelling uh, the smell of other human beings in the theater they're in or their mm-hmm. their, their popcorn they're eating, what have you. So mm-hmm. in this movie though, the smell becomes a kind of an important thing that's just like it's subtle and it kind of builds and builds and builds. It's pretty good. Um, I just like for me, I I felt like I went into Parasite expecting probably a lot more than maybe some people were, but all day long on Letterboxd, five stars, five stars, four and a half stars. It's, it's pretty universally loved and uh, everyone just talks about how it blows their mind without really getting too much into what they're being bl- like blown away by. So I went in and I was like expecting at least that. And it's not, it's not that at all. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So I think the, uh, I feel like that's what happens to everything like this. All these movies, they get this this hype built up into it. And uh, there's no way for it to live up to those uh, expectations at all. Are you
1: talking about a hype machine, Jared? The hype machine. That possibly hypes things to a a proportion that can never. level. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. It's uh, like, yeah,
0: it's not, it's not terrible or anything like that. It's good, but yeah. I don't know.
1: I, Just not on, not on the Duncan scale. It's not quite there. No, not at all. And I, I kept expecting it to
0: get to that point. And then yeah. like, you also know it's like, there's like, Oh, don't read anything about it. Cause if you do it, will ruin it for it. But there's always people, cause I won the Palm door too. And, uh, mm-hmm. so it's been out for a while and people make these little like winky allusions to other movies that are like, if you know what those movies are, it's like, okay, well now I know what the twist is or whatever you want to call it. And it's, it's, it's like stupid. I fucking hate people. They, is, they, is the they, twist. Okay. Sorry. Keep going. You hate people. I, I hate people that like, they, they, they're trying to be clever, but they're nowhere near as clever as they think they are and they're just making mm. a very obvious reference that someone reads and they'll go oh that's what happens and then it's like well I saw like three different people making different references but it's all the same thing and you just go oh well thanks and now when you go into it you're going to be thinking what's the what's going to happen what's the thing and you're going to try to watch for it and the movie mm. doesn't really even like make it so you could guess what it possibly is but if you know what these references are you just go yes I understand. Like that's what it's going to be. And then that's it. And then the movie kind of plays out and I don't think the ending's that satisfactory, I would say. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I I don't know if I think I feel like you'd probably feel about the same as me on this. Okay. But I Gee- mean, if you get the chance to see it when this is inevitably on a streaming platform in the next yeah. 9 months, you could you could watch it then. But
1: Yeah, I'm definitely not going to see it in theater. Uh, I, I will watch it at uh, at my leisure when it's, it is on a streaming platform. Um, is it is it that it's purgatory and that they were dead the whole time? Oh, fuck. Oh, I knew it. Yeah. I got you, Damon Lindelof. He, uh, his Watchmen show was making weird headlines this, this week for some reason. <laughs> Why? I don't know. People are pissed off or something or whatever, but who gives a shit anymore? Uh, Parasite sounds... I mean... I'm I'm kind of approaching it the same way you are. You see a lot of five stars, and then you're like, mm, "We'll see. We'll oh, see." Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, Call of the Wild might be five five stars too. Right. Well, we I mean, never
0: know. That's
1: definitely missing
0: in Parasite.
1: CGI dog. Well, what kind of fucking movie is it, then? You know. It's obvious things. Okay. Well, interesting. Nice to, nice to hear. Yeah, Let's see I, I,
0: well, I was going to say that. Yeah, I mean, still at this point, we're coming up toward the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like the Lighthouse is still the best movie I've seen this year in theater, or, or for a new movie.
1: What about yeah. It Chapter Two? Yeah, how about that? How about that one? <laughs> what about Pet Cemetery? Oh, oh. What about any of the other bad movies that you've attended at the theater? Well, I mean, none of them have been Godzilla, King of the Monsters. I
0: can't believe that movie came out this year at all.
1: I mean, what even is time? Time isn't real. It's not. Art isn't real. Time isn't real. Maybe you're not real. I don't know. I've got that marriage story to watch still. Oh, yes. I saw that that was making all sorts of waves. uh, Big, big big star ratings. I'm sure... That that'll be an Andy pick for sure. So this weekend maybe we'll we'll tear that through, and then I'll give you the definitive the definitive take. take. Yeah. Uh,
0: the other movie I watched was a future Criterion creep that I mm-hmm. just wanted to watch because last week I was watching some Robert Altman with that Long Goodbye, and mm-hmm. one movie that's been on my rewatch for a long time is McCabe and Mrs. Miller.
1: The, What's that?
0: Uh, uh, Robert Altman's. It's basically like proto Deadwood. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, Warren Beatty plays McCabe, this uh, kind of gambler, swindler who moves into like an, a mountain town and wants to set up a saloon, run in whores. And Running what? Whores. Okay. Some Interesting. Uh, what does he call them? Chippies. Who was? Some chippies. And uh, then Julie Christie's character rolls in, Ms. Miller, and she's like, hey, we're going to partner up. We're going to really make some money. And they do that. The movie is like, oh, it's so muddy and dreary and wet and soggy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got like a one of those like all time awesome bleak endings that I'll never forget. Like even watching it, mm-hmm. I was just like, fuck, this is so burnt into my brain for some reason. Because when you watch this on VHS, it looks like it's kind of hard to watch because it's so brown. And mm-hmm. even watching this on Blu-ray, the Criterion of it, it still looks like. Brown and mucky at the beginning, and then it cleans up over as the movie gets going. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, this movie, uh, I always have had a, a soft spot for, it. and actually, it's even got a dude who just died over the weekend. Um, what's his name, Renee uh Aubergeois, The Rene guy, Claire, you know, uh, he's long huh. dead, but uh, Odo from DS9, he died, and he was in this movie by total coincidence. But I watched Ooh. it after his death was
1: known, so Udo Kier died. Odo. Oh. That's a different name, isn't it? I, I've I have no idea who this dude is that died. No. Should I?
0: I mean if you ever watched Star Trek Deep Space Nine, you would know, I guess. But <laughs> that's his most like iconic role, uh-huh. I think. I mean I, I don't know if you're a big MASH fan or Benson. I mean I've seen MASH.
1: Who was he in MASH? The movie? Yeah. <laughs> he was the movie? Yeah,
0: he was the movie. <laughs>
1: Who is he in MASH? In the movie
0: MASH or the TV show MASH? I don't even know if he was which one was which. I don't know. You brought it up. I I have no idea who this guy is. Oh, RJ. Um he's father uh John Mackey in the t- in the movie, not the TV show. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> and yet you ask. It was worth a try. Cause, I know cuz about... you just expect me to say radar. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know Radar or Klinger? And it yeah. would be like, yeah, I know those
0: dudes. <laughs> He's neither of them. He could
1: have been, though. But. Hey, RJ, got any news? Oh, um,
0: hmm. Star Wars looks shit. What 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 part of Star Wars looks
1: shit? I don't know. I just hate that people talk about it. Yeah, they don't
0: really uh, ever shut up
1: about it, do they? No, I mean, and I, I don't mean to be a downer or a grouch or a, you know, whatever, but it's just all this stuff leading up to it. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. Let's see. let see what's in the news today. Uh, crack open that newspaper. Yeah. Daniel Radcliffe is in a movie. Uh, oh, yeah. Really? Keep flipping through the papers. Scarlett Johansson has had an extraordinary career and she's only 35. (laughs) Apparently, that warranted 5,000 upvotes. Okay. Uh, The Matrix 4 casts actor. Breakthrough news. Crazy. Okay, let's see. Roundtable with Todd Phillips. Bong Joon-ho, and Greta Gerwig. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Uh, What else we got? Jojo Rabbit break out Archie Yates to lead Home Alone reboot. Ellie Kemper and Rob Delaney will play Yates on screen's parents. Oh, great. Terrific. Yeah. Do you have any news there, Jer?
0: Um... It always seems like in the moment things matter more and then given enough time you just go
1: who gives a shit here's here's an interesting one for for you her smell director tackling stephen king's the dark half for mgm so apparently the dark half is getting remade which i know you don't give a shit but what is this movie called her smell because that sounds highly highly problematic
0: It depends on the
1: context. I mean. When is her smell ever appropriate? That's her own goddamn business. You know what I mean? What if it kills? Oh. Is that like that perfume story of a... I don't know if I ever brought this up. People seem to like that perfume murderer movie. But when that preview came out, I was in high school and we, we would watch it and laugh our asses off. Because there's scenes where it's, like, babies grabbing fingers and, like, smelling them and be like, and we're like, what is this? This doesn't look good. Do you like that perfume movie? I do.
0: And actually, uh, it was on my mind after watching Parasite when I'm talking about the sense of smell and how things smell. Ah, interesting. Did that trailer make you
1: laugh when you saw it?
0: I never saw the trailer. It's pretty funny. It's... Uh... <laughs>
1: It's pretty funny, Jared. Uh, the book's supposed to be a masterpiece. Yeah, but you know what else is a masterpiece? Is House of S- Leaves. And Stephen King. Pen- and Pen Pal and Stephen King and Bird Box. All these alleged masterpieces that are actually just shit. <laughs> shit, Jared. Okay. Alright.
0: We got some movies to talk about. Oh, uh, I guess. After the break, Mm. uh, we're going to send a couple kids with some podcast equipment off on a mission, but one of them is a bomb. The kid
1: is a bomb. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, the man who leads a life of danger, everyone he meets. He steals a stranger With every move he
2: makes Another chance he takes Odds are he won't live to see tomorrow and Where are pretty beasts you may find A pretty beast can hide an evil mind Oh, careful what you see give yourself away Rather you won't live to see tomorrow danger man, be there. danger give you a number and your name look out. danger man
0: and we're back this is the Criterion Creeps podcast and tonight we're doing a triple header RJ uh, uh. Uh. We're watching those uh, Alfred Hitchcock movies on uh-huh.
1: Laserdisc. Remember, mm-hmm. remember
0: Laserdisc, RJ? Remember that thing we do when we talk about those Laserdiscs?
1: I mean, I've heard of it vaguely, every, but uh, it seems like we only do it when it's convenient. Well, it's every 25 episodes or something like that. Oh, is there an actual format to how we do this? <laughs> it seems like it. I thought we just did it when we didn't want to watch the Criterion movie. Oh, well, it's been generally... Of late, it's or
0: in history's past, there's been some weird ones we fit them in here and there to get the numbers just right. But sure. here we are, 175, and uh, we're, we're doing some Hitchcock and a little uh, cock and, eh? and, and a little cock. And they released three of these motherfuckers all in a row. Why? They spine 22, 23, 24, uh. sabotage from 1936 from Big Al, the <sighs> the. the Tagline for this film A bomb plot, a killing, justice. The synopsis for sabotage A Scotland Yard undercover detective is on the trail of a saboteur who is part of a plot to set off a bomb in London. But when the detective's cover is blown, the plot begins to unravel. Uh, Terrific synopsis. So, great. So, these movies are all sandwiched between uh, 39 Steps and Lady Vanishes, which we've covered sure. previously. Mm-hmm. Sab- so sa- these are like in that wind – like, I don't know if anyone would be going out of their way to say these are uh, prime Hitchcock movies at all. But uh, yeah. S- S- Sabotage has got, I guess, the one like, – the really memorable scene of the, um, the streetcar bombing that like that has oh. been that has been uh, referenced in uh, uh-huh. all sorts of film theory and practice with Hitchcock about how to make suspense. You do it in broad daylight. You you have, you have something that's like a visual, but people don't know where it's at. That that whole thing that 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 element of, of the thrill
1: is is that the thing where he was always like suspense isn't this suspense is. Suspense isn't a ticking bomb. It's a ticking bomb that the audience can see, but yes. not the characters. Correct. Oh my god. Is that what he was talking about that whole time, Jar? It was sabotage. 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 Nice. So Tell you, me more about sabotage.
0: So I've never seen sabotage before this week. Oh, really? Nope. Never had. Never had seen Interesting. it. Um, Interesting. just <clears throat> uh it's always so been by. available in shoddy public domain DVDs, and mm-hmm. you, you check out some of those, and they're terrible. They're really mm-hmm. hard to watch, but but I kind of knew that at one point Criterion had put them out uh, mm-hmm. on Laserdisc, and I always figured one day they would probably put them out on DVD or Blu-ray, so I was like, well, if I ever want to watch them, I'll get around to it that way. That day has still never come, but... <laughs> Uh, two out of these three, Sabotage and uh, Young and Innocent, are on the Criterion Channel now, so that's kind of solved. And you can mm-hmm. watch a uh, a dreary old copy of Secret Agent on YouTube if uh, you're interested. Um, mm-hmm. But that's that, the way I
1: did all three of these. There you go. Well, well actually, not really. No. <laughs> but that's what I'm going to say in a in a court of law. I see. Mm-hmm. So, uh
0: so Sabotage. I'd say that of the three movies. It's probably the best made, and it feels like the most, uh, like, technically innovative Mm -hmm. of the era. There's a lot of just, like, really great use of foregrounds and transitions. Sure. Um, So so the the plot, I guess. So the plot, we have this saboteur guy. He runs a theater with his uh, pretty young wife and son?
1: Um. I don't know. If, like, I was a little confused. I was like, "It's maybe his son, <laughs> or but also, something. yeah, like maybe." I, I, I kind of thought it was her son, and he was kind of just there. Yeah, this is
0: where I, I was never very super clear on this. And sometimes with these 1930s movies, the audio recording is so bad <laughs> <laughs> for these movies that I am often like like what's what are the relationships between these people but no it's his wife um for sure but and her son and her son from a a man who died does that sound right i mean that's what like that's what i or is it it her uh brother her little brother
1: oh what the fuck i think did they mention that at all
0: did we miss that did i miss that it could have been mumbled out Okay. Yes, it's, I mean, so it's, if you say so, that's say what it is. So that's what it is. Okay, because like I, I, I didn't think it was like father white or yeah, father mother son. That didn't really make sense to me. No, but uh, no, it's 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 her younger brother. That makes it makes it all yeah. fine. Sure, that's no fi- problem. It's
1: fine now. It's his yep. brother. It's his brother-in-law that he sent off. <laughs> no big deal. Just, no big deal. It's, it's fine. To be a child. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, that's a real dunk. We call that a Duncan approach. Yeah. So this is based on a novel by Joseph Conrad
0: called The Secret Agent.
1: Oh, you don't say. Why is it so confusing? Why did they use one name for another and another for a different one? Well, that's the movie
0: business, RJ. That's the, it's
1: the <laughs> just how they do it, huh? That's how they
0: roll. Interesting. So this dude, he's like pretty uptight. Yeah. And, uh, power goes out after one of these uh bombing attempts that gets sure. laughed off really angering this group of saboteurs mm-hmm. which is like kind of going along the lines of like Lady Vanishes and 39 Steps where there's like this kind of shadowy unknown organization that they never really explicitly say who it is you know mm-hmm. they're not saying it's the germans it's not like some inter- particular international group it's just like some people who are trying to you know hurt people and it's but it's left kind of vague did, did mm-hmm. you get that sense like that was like these you don't really know what their motivation <sighs> is other than then to like create um discord and chaos in the society like anarchist yeah I, ish but but they don't identify as that either it's just kind of like they're doing bad things and they must be stopped
1: yeah yeah no i i found it incredibly vague and i was like I don't really know what your goal is here, you guys. boys, I don't know what's going on boys. What, what are we doing here? so i I'm, I'm with you a little bit. I make what you said makes sense, but at yeah. the same time when I was watching it, I was like, I don't really know what we're trying to go for.
0: <laughs> so they uh, so that's like kind of the the plot. and then there's again, sure. there's this this detective, the guy who works at the grocer uh, right near the theater, and uh, he's really helpful. These, oh, yeah. all, um, all these movies have helpful men that mm-hmm. I don't know. They're all the same interchangeable guy. Uh, slick back hair, mug and face. They just, they flow through these films. What uh, else do they do, Jer? Uh They make advances. They have designs
1: on these ladies. What kind of advances? Sexual <laughs> or what? Um,
0: 1930s appropriate advances. One of those. That's pretty yeah. serious. Well, but then I guess there's also uh, Peter Lorre's uh, style uh, in Secret Agent. Uh, we'll, we'll get
1: there we'll, unless we'll, you want to do all oh, three at once. No,
0: we'll we'll get there. We'll we'll get there. We'll we'll finish here with this sabotage. Okay. So you know, there's a plot. There's some letters being written out to uh, men because they're going to gather their resources and get this real big bomb set up. This big plot. This big plot of theirs. But uh, this detective, he's on to them, and he literally stumbles through a window after he's like very badly listening in with his hand hanging out the other side where they where these guys can see it, mm-hmm. and he walks it off, and they let him live, and they're like, "Fuck this job, we're out," and so uh, our 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 boy theater owner, he's like, "God damn, I still gotta I still gotta make this bomb happen. I've gotta pay things off." So uh, what's his name? Carl
1: Verloc. Ooh. It's a menacing name. See, that's pretty. That's not bad. That's almost like Jared Duncan.
0: So Carl, he uh, he knows he's being watched, but he's got to get mm-hmm. this bomb out there. Oh, there's the uh, the the pet store owner. can't forget, forget him. Oh yes. This uh, this who's uh th- like the building these bombs for the uh, unnamed European country. I guess. <laughs> and uh, so he's he's talking about birds a lot and canaries and um, but but. He's uh, got this package out there, and it's ticking. It's got, it's got to go. It's set for this particular time, one forty-five. So what does he do? Well, he sends his, his son-in-law, little Stevie, off with a package with a couple of film reels. Mm-hmm. And this young boy, he spends the next hour and 45 minutes of his life making his way through uh, the streets of London, stopping to watch a parade, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. not allowed to cross the street. And then he gets onto a streetcar. And what? What do you know? He sits beside this adorable puppy. that's, like kind of gnawing at him, and they're just like having a good time. And there's like mm-hmm. even like the mm-hmm. characters like, "Hey, you can't get on this uh, treat this straight, treat car. You've got a uh, you got those film reels. Those can explode." <laughs> <laughs> and, th- and then it explodes, and they're all dead. They're
1: just gone. Poof. Yeah, and there's, there's not a lot of follow-up to that either, Jer.
0: Well, there's the... They're uh, just dead. There's some clues. There's some clues of the film reels that are left, the casings. Um, well, I mean, there's that, but... but there's, like, yeah, there's no, like, little... But, hey, there's no little dead kid body. No dog body. I mean, are you complaining about that?
1: I, I would have preferred to see a dead kid. Okay. Because so, it's it would have been a little closure, at least. Well, you, you did get to see uh, visions
0: of uh, Stevie... As his, mm. as his sister mourns him. And she, like, turns around and sees his face popping up here and there, which I thought was, like, some nice uh, filmmaking. I liked that also. No, I did. That, it was very good. Um, it didn't bring a lot of attention to itself. It didn't have any, like, weird distortion, making sure it's very clear that it's, like, a uh, an illusion, that it's a delusion of her mind. It's just like, oh, she's seeing her this kid that we all know is dead, so he's obviously not there. But mm-hmm. very effective. So, yeah, the the cops they close in they're putting the pieces together and uh mm-hmm. Car- Carl uh we get the scene where Carl is kind of excusing sending Stevie to his death to uh to Mrs. Verlock and it's like is she going along with this <laughs> is she kind of yes. like and she's like oh yeah No, that makes total sense, Carl. You did the Mm. right thing. I totally understand why you sent my little brother off to die. (laughs) Blowing him up (laughs) makes total sense. So Carl gets stabbed to death. That's fine. Mm. I'm I'm fine with that. Yep. But then, of course, there's the thing where, like, oh, no, she feels really guilty about it because she's a good person. She feels really bad about killing her husband. But, uh, hey, what do you know? One thing leads to another. And uh, was it the bird? Mr. – Pet store owner, he brings a bomb back to the house because he thinks he's being followed. And then he blows up, and the whole house blows up. The evidence of her dead husband blows up, and everything uh, ties up in a nice, neat package.
1: A nice, neat little package. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's far off. I mean, that I think I not far off. That's what they were going for. So <laughs> tell me what you think about Sabotage. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's, I agree
0: Yeah, it's it's good um mm-hmm. I mean I still I don't think it's as good uh, as the lady vanishes which I'm still uh pretty high on mm-hmm. I don't know it's probably in the same ballpark for me as 39 steps which is another movie that like I know a lot right. of people uh, really really like um, but it's always kind of like uh, there's an Englishness to these movies that and like very oh. like very very quaint. And, uh, yes. the, the, the sense of humor, uh, that's there, mm-hmm. there's the one scene, I think it's in this movie where they're at the aquarium, uh, making
2: aquarium.
0: it, they're at the aquarium you, and, you know and, the, here. And, the, and there's like the point, there's the poindexter kid with the glasses yeah. that who, who we later see in, uh, young and innocent. And he's talking about, mm-hmm. uh, sea turtles and he's talking to his like date or whatever, talking about yeah. After the sea turtle gives, uh, lays all their eggs, they they change sex. And then the uh, the girl responds, well, uh, that sounds. I think that sounds like a good idea. Or I would too. It's like <sighs> so draw. <droll. laughs> it's yeah. Oh yeah, that type of stuff. That's like pretty well the humor level that we're running at. But the I mean the whole bomb stuff. I mean I knew it because I've seen that clip over and over and over again. But I don't remember it blowing right up because they never get to that point when they're kind of, uh, illustrating that, uh, description he gives about the ticking time bomb going off mm-hmm. and the audience knowing it's, they always go, oh yeah, no, they, it blows right up. So I was kind of surprised by that, mm-hmm. but I don't know beyond that. It's fine, but. Yes. It's, I don't know. It's okay. He gets better as we know. Makes, uh, I mean, allegedly, he makes that notorious, notorious good stuff. Um, I would watch this again before I'd watch Spellbound.
1: Uh, I don't even remember what my take on Spellbound was, if I liked it or not. That's the one with the uh, the the psychoanalysis. Oh, yeah, Spellbound was bad. <laughs> this, uh, Spellbound you know. <laughs> was bad. Rebecca was good, though. Yeah, Rebecca's good. Is that Hitchcock? Yeah. Yes. Rebecca's good stuff. Okay, here's a here's my little rub for sabotage for you. Um, I, I I found it funny that you mentioned the Englishness to it because when I was watching these three, when we get to Young and Innocent, yeah, my my take on that was, oh, this is a right proper English movie. That's how <laughs> that I felt about that one. I was yeah. like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree with you. Sabotage is it's fine. It's nothing bad about it but there's also nothing that really kind of stands out i also liked the scene where uh she's seen the faces of him in the crowd i was Mm -hmm. like "Ooh, that's cool and i did not know about the child and the dog blowing up and i was just like whoa did they just blow up a little kid and a dog wild wild (laughs) stuff man uh so i didn't know that that happened and when it when it did i was like "Ooh, shit you, not thought, bad. you
0: thought those that kid and uh, dog were going to get out of that, huh?
1: Well, I was like, they'll probably be okay. <laughs> they'll, they'll walk and then, it you off. You know what, you Yeah, they'll walk it off. And then I was like, oh, they're not okay. But I, I thought, I mean, Hitch had incredible balls. I think for the time, He was like, you know, what, I'm gonna blow up a kid and a dog because people were probably like, well, maybe you we shouldn't. And he was probably like, <laughs> apparently he regretted I don't it. Give a shit. Apparently he regretted that. He's like, ah, you don't do that. Roach. Where I was just like, don't kill the dog. What? <laughs> Isn't that what Michael Bay said? He's like, never oh. kill the dog. No, yeah, sorry, you cut out there. Yes. Uh
0: that, that is often on my mind of uh the rules of Michael Bay that yeah. Alfred Hitchcock was breaking.
2: <laughs> well, si- but sixty like you years said, earlier. He regretted it.
1: No. So apparently Michael Bay, like later on, was just like, you know what? That's right. DC
0: You make movies about so, minor about uh oil drillers on asteroids.
1: That's the ticket. Um Do you should we do the Armageddon episode again? Let's <laughs> do it all over again. Just do it again? Like exact same, not change anything, but do it again. Anyways, so okay. um sabotage. Sabotage, I believe. I thought it was good. I thought the the fruit and vegetable stand man was a little a little evasive in the sense that he was just walking into people's houses. And I like I understand that, <laughs> that is that's the point. But at the same time I was like, some fucking guy came into my house and was like, This is the lettuce you want, I'd be like, What are you doing? Get out of here. I don't want to talk to you, dude. dude How do you feel were, about people lettuce were, people?
0: people were very helpful
1: back then. I don't think that's helpful because even that kid was like, I told you which one I wanted. Ooh, and then that guy was like, yeah, you did. But I didn't believe you because you're a little kid. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, maybe he was right. So uh, old Russian or whatever they are, those guys, they're kicking around and they're doing uh, mob things. And I was like, that's fine. And little kid, he's doing stuff. And I was like, that's fine, too. And then lady, she, she's feeling bad. And I was like, you know what? I think that's okay. All right. So I think our take on this movie, Jared, was that it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't have much to say other than that. It's like, yeah, it's fine. There's nothing like real bad about it, but there's nothing that's going to going to rock your world, man.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we, that movie came out in December of 36 and six months
1: earlier, Secret Agent came out. Why, why did they mess up the order and criterion? They didn't want to do it chronologically or They maybe just thought they would do it alphabetically. I
0: suppose. No, that's a different way of thinking about things. So Secret Agent from 1936, Mm -hmm. synopsis. After three British agents are assigned to assassinate a mysterious German spy during World War One, two of them become ambivalent when their duty to their mission conflicts with their consciences.
1: <laughs> is is that what happens in this movie? Uh yes. In I, a sense in or a, in a sense. In the okay. biblical sense. <laughs> in the biblical sense? Could you elaborate on that, Jarrett? So
0: uh Thoughts about this movie. First time I watched this, RJ, I <laughs> fell
1: asleep for about half of the movie. Tell me more. Wait, 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 actually, sorry, was this a first time watch for you or is this, this... Was
0: a first time watch for me? Okay. So That's when it. you first tried, you fell asleep. I fell asleep. I okay. slept for about half of it. I was kind okay. of in and out. I'd be like, What's going on? Uh sleep again. And then I'd wake up and be like, oh uh. This movie's got like that, just that sound quality of these some of these '30s movies. They just you just want to go to sleep, (laughs) never wake up again. And then uh, you wake up and you're like, "What's going on? What what sort of factory is this that they're running around in? Why are they running down these those gigantic sets of stairs? This seems all very exciting. Oh, look at that dash hound! Oh, what a lovely
1: little dog!" Another dog. Uh, I, I I'm happy to report we go three for three for dogs and films. Yes, we do, and we'll get there. But uh, yeah, that was a nice little uh, nice little wiener. Yeah, running around. It's a it's a real dog trilogy here. Sure. I mean, I'm if that's the takeaway we have from this, I'd be
0: pretty happy. So this, so I re, I rewatched this, and uh, I was awake for the remainder. It was a good decision mm-hmm. to make because now I actually can say I've watched the movie and actually know the plot. Um, whether or not that makes a difference, I don't know. <laughs> um, so what's the deal with Peter
1: Laurie? <laughs> you tell me the deal with Peter Laurie because uh, I've been thinking about it for a while and I wasn't really sure how to approach that. So I'd, I'd like to hear I, I, your take. So
0: I, I guess the, the joke of the character is is Peter Lorre, who's kind of browned up. He's got this earring and I don't know if like, if he's wearing even fake teeth or not cuz I don't remember his teeth being this uh weird looking in uh, M. Mm-hmm. But he's got the curly hair and he's a wild man of uh an unknown origin. Like the, uh, like Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, from parts unknown. Mhm. But there's like kind of like the idea is like no one knows exactly where he's from. His name's not the general. Uh some people say he's like Mexican, but he's not. And there's a whole lot of this and that. And he also seems to be very uh, much about the ladies, chase, chasing the help up the stairs. Trying In to, which
1: way? Sexually. Okay. Yeah. I needed clarification on that.
0: Yeah. So he. So the movie kicks off with uh, a pilot, a, a British pilot, who's been had a death fate for him without him even knowing about it. So the movie opens up with a funeral. Uh, there's a lot of some mourning going on. There's a one-armed man who's uh, heading up this um, funeral. And then after everybody mm-hmm. leaves, he just goes over to that coffin and just picks it up with one arm. And you find out it's empty. And then he looks over at this big portrait of the man and you go what's all what's this all about and then you see the guy he rolls in he's like what the what's up about this i just got back and i found out i'm dead and uh this guy named r tells him hey mm-hmm. you're uh you're going on a, a secret mission you're going to be you you have a new name too ashiden cuz that's what this <laughs> is based on uh, a couple of short stories of this ashiden fellow so he gets teamed up with uh this 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 sassy young woman that's playing his wife and the general, Peter Lorre. I'm actually mm-hmm. blinking mm-hmm. out on what uh the actress's name is from this, playing the the lady lead.
1: Madeline Carroll. Oh uh, sure. You don't know Madeline Carroll? I know. Fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, tell, so tell me more about Madeline. So so she's
0: um she's being pursued by this. American is American man. Sure. Yeah. Mar or so- something or something. Well, yeah. Marvin, Robert Marvin played by Robert Young. So okay. he's this Robert Young guy. He's just hanging out and, uh, wants to be part of the action and really lusting after her too. And, uh, old, uh, Richard Ashton. Now he's kind of like, well, what's this all about being very British? RJ. And I don't know. Th- they're going to find out what's going on. Who are these secret agents? There's there's a uh, secret messages being passed around in chocolate bars, and you have old men taking these. Pa- I, I don't know why this upsets me so much. This this act of this perfectly great looking European chocolate, and you open it up, throw it right in the garbage, and get the secret note.
1: It's, I don't. It's. I don't think it's. It's nothing against you, dude. That was a weird scene. It's very upsetting. I also thought that was weird. Yeah. I really,
0: I did love the moment where like the, the man's reaching for the bar and he like, he runs his finger along the edge and he finds the bar that's meant to be passed along. Cause it's, that's the one with the secret message. thought that was, mm-hmm. thought that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this movie, oh, boy, I, I, I think it's the weakest of the three.
1: I agree.
0: Okay, good. So, uh, I don't know. These characters just kind of do things. What kind of things are they doing, Jer? They're trying to find this spy, but it seems like they're just stumbling around. Oh, actually, that's not true. So first of all, they go to Switzerland because they got a contact who works in a church, and he's going to be playing an organ or something. And they walk into this church, and they just hear this one note continuously being played from an organ, which is not what would happen. And they're like, oh, yeah, we have to light these three candles just to signal that we're the right person for them to talk to. And then they walk over to this guy, and they're like, hey. And then they move him. It's like, oh, yeah, he's dead. And of course he is, because his his throat's been slit. So they're like, well, somebody's onto him. They open up his hand and they find a button. Uh, then they decide to go play at the casino, some some gambling games, some dice games, mm-hmm. and uh, this the Marvin guy, who obviously to me the whole time was the secret agent because it's like he's the only one that doesn't make any sense. He's, mm-hmm. he's like, why else is he there? So. That kind of, like, I didn't really realize that there was supposed to be suspense to it all. It was just like, well, how long till they realize it's him? But the movie plays like he's not it, and maybe it's one of them, but not even really at all, right? Like, there's no...
1: Yeah, there's there's no real suspense. None. To, none. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. Yeah. But then they think this
0: one guy, <laughs> this one man with, <laughs> with the dash hound they think he's the agent because all this like circumstantial evidence is pointing toward him and they make some big leaps. They're just like, yep, he's got that button that he doesn't even realize he's missing. Well, he's guilty. He's got this woman that lives with him who's Uh German. Oh yeah. Guilty as fuck. Throw him off the goddamn mountain. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I, I I didn't really understand that button scene. I was like, why is that the, uh, the thing we're going with here? Why is that such a big deal? And they're just like, Fuck. Dude doesn't know he's missing a button. What a fucking piece of shit! Kill him! Kill so him! So they they go uh, mountain climbing,
0: uh, and uh, he dies. And they're like, ah, hands are washed of this. Good job, folks. We can retire now. We've 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 served our time. We've done our duty to our country. Everything's mm-hmm. great. Only it's not. They discover that the secret agent has not been caught, and now they're like, oh, now we feel horrible. And so now they don't even know if they want to continue doing this whole thing. But maybe just one last shot. We're going to go to the, the chocolate factory. We're going to find out what's going on there at the mm-hmm. at the old chocolate factory. A mm-hmm. man uh, gets punched in the nose. I definitely remember that. And uh, there's some they're being chased around, very hijinksy. And uh, they find out it's Marvin. It was Marvin all along. The old horn dog from America. He's the German. Can you believe it? Cause, I, I can't, Jared. He, he was pretending he didn't know German so well. I mean, how, it's
1: impossible. I, I can't. I can't believe it, Jared. This is this is groundbreaking information to me. No. So he's old. Mar-
0: Marvin's ready to leave though, and so, um, so is she. And she's kind of like despondent and like I don't know what to do. Bring me with you, Elsa. And uh so they're gonna to go to Greek they're going to go to Turkey by way of going to Greece or something like that. It does a lot of some globe trotting, a mm-hmm. little bit of jumping around, you know, it's, it's a real international affair. And they're on the train and they realize who it is, and then they have a showdown. Before they can actually kill him, uh the Brits blow up the train horrifically. Like they blow up this train miniature, and it's like, holy shit, they're all dead. Like they are mm-hmm. just main beyond belief. They're fine, except for, except for Marvin, who dies, but not before totally expiring. He fires off a gun and kills the general. Poor Peter Laurie. Now he's, now he's dead. And, uh, it's like, cause it's kind of ties into like the Lawrence of Arabia period, the, the Middle East and, uh, the war that, and that. And everything, everyone's happy, shaking their hands. And then they get in the, the two surviving members survive, uh, get married and that's it. The end.
1: I mean, it's just kind of all wrapped up nicely, is it not?
0: I, I suppose. Yeah, this is. Um, I found, for the most part, pretty skippable. I uh,
1: uh, yeah, this is, I agree. With this you. is what
0: the like, what the kids would call lesser Hitchcock, I think.
1: Yeah, I think it's maybe a little lesser. There were things that I did like. I actually, I really like the the chocolate factory scenes. Yep. I think those are actually pretty well done. Like. The long shots, the running, things like that. I was right. like, "Yep." And even the the audio, just the sounds of feet stomping on floor. And that's, you're what, like, that's what woke me up. Yeah. You're like, that's nice. I like that. So uh, I did like the chocolate factory stuff a lot. And then, I mean, a dog in a casino, Jarrett. Did you even see that there was a dog in the casino? It was uh, it was big stuff. In this movie, too, they, uh, un- unlike Sabotage, they
0: explicitly state the country of origin of their enemy and it's Germany, which was yeah. uh, a change of pace from the amorphous criminal organization of these other early Hitchcock movies. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I thought Peter Lorre looked like a pirate in this movie, like a real Johnny Depp, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean type of dude. Right. Did you feel that also?
0: No, but I, I can see where you're coming from. It's the it's well, the earring though, and the
1: teeth. It, it's the earring. What was he like? What was his character that he was playing? What what were they going for? I I, I said already. <laughs> I talked about that. Well, no, I know, but like, <laughs> even more simplistic. Like, what do you think it was?
0: It's like a, a racist caricature of like a, all the undesirable traits that the, the British feel are undesirable. I guess. It's just like no one wants to be like that, so it's a joke. It's just like
1: racism, right? It's just very uh, again British. <laughs> what, what do you think? You, if you had to make a list of your undesirable traits, what would be on there?
0: Um, lack of professionalism in podcasting.
1: What does that look like?
0: <laughs> do you want to know the answer? To that? I, I feel uh, like I'm going to write down a name. And you're going to tell me what name you think I wrote down.
2: Hmm.
1: I'm anyway. Just curi- yeah, yes. Anyway,
0: yeah. Uh, what what did you think of the secret
1: agent, RJ? You like the the chocolate factory? You like those sounds? I did like the chocolate factory. I like the running and the footsteps. I like the, the sound design, the audio. I thought that was all good. I actually just like... So it sounds like... I don't know if it's just the whatever the print, like the main thing of this thing was out there kicking around. People seem to be like, well, the quality I watched wasn't good. And it's like, okay, I do know it's available on YouTube. It's not how I watched it. So I was like, I can only imagine that that might be, let's say grainier or maybe just not as good. Maybe. But when I was watching it, I was almost kind of like, this feels like a, a bit of a lower quality movie in terms of just, it, it actual it, quality. Yeah, it, it feels like a director finding
0: his voice and working yeah. with material that I don't I don't I'm not convinced he was that invested in.
1: No. No, and it doesn't seem like it either. It's kind of just like a paint by numbers type deal. Yeah. That's that's how I felt. And like I don't mean it as a knock in a sense. It was just like this feels like a like a lower stakes, subpar kind of movie. Yeah. Where um is the story good? Sure. Sure, fine. It's a plot. Is it? (laughs) It's a plot. Yeah. There's nothing. And again, it's like there's nothing bad about it. It was just when I was watching it, I was like, well, I could I could do without. But when when could I not do without? You know.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I feel like its noteworthiness is because it's the name of
1: the book that Sabotage is based on. Well, I mean, it does sound cool. Like Secret Agent is a cool title. So. That's nice, and let's not get
0: all crazy with 1941 or
1: 42 with saboteur. I almost logged that by accident. I had See? saboteur in there, and then I was like, "Wait a minute, this movie's not called saboteur." And I had to recalculate, readjust, and I almost messed it up. Man, what would you do? I wouldn't fuck up like that. You've you've been known to make mistakes. I saw that you watched Young and Innocent before Secret Agent, thus making everything we've done so far moot. <laughs> everything. Everything. I mean I know this is the Laserdisc Initiative, but uh it's it no, is
0: there are no rules, RJ.
1: No less important.
0: Well you want to hear about Young and Innocent?
1: Uh I would love for you to tell me about Young and Innocent. I would love for you to tell me in detail about Love and Innocence. So
0: nineteen thirty seven. Tagline, a romantic murder mystery drama. It's got everything. Sure.
1: (laughs) It's it's broad enough, it just might work.
0: Robert Tisdell finds on the beach the corpse of a woman he knew. Others wrongly conclude that he is the murderer. Fleeing, Mm -hmm. he desperately attempts to prove that he is not the killer. A young woman becomes embroiled
1: in the effort. So, RJ, have you ever seen The 39 Steps? Well, Jared, I don't know if you know this. There's this podcast Called uh, the Criterion Creeps. Okay. And I think it was covered on there once. And oh. I mean I I haven't seen it, but I listened to their description, and it's so such vivid, illustrious, just like you know, their descriptions, it's sh- it comes alive, and I feel like I've seen seen it. So well, what about the 39 steps, Jarrett? Is that a movie that you like? It's okay. And sure.
0: Young Innocent certainly Reminded me of watching 39 Steps, sure. which was made a couple of years earlier. And uh, this is a trope that Hitchcock would revisit a lot of the wrong mm-hmm. man, North by Northwest, the wrong man, uh, to just name a couple. He goes back to that well, a little bit. He likes the idea of, a, of a, how a person, I guess, would uh, fare in ridiculous circumstances. And it lends itself, usually, there's the characters a little bit like, put out by the fact that they're in this situation, but they often do it with the, that Hitchcock humor. And there's always a lady
1: involved who's along for the ride. So I feel like I say this a lot and it's usually as a joke, but that that kind of sounds like a a description of this podcast Yeah, where it's a guy in a situation that maybe they shouldn't be in. And the humor is like right there. And it's like, Oh, look at this guy. Wrong place at the wrong time. Am I right, what a knave. Oh, nerd, so yeah, there is um all of those things, yeah, and then uh and then what happens, Jer? well, so the movie opens up with a man with a a hair line trigger
0: and sure. uh a twitch very twitchy and angry,
1: and then and then, and then physical it, or mental a twitch, his, yeah, like what do you a, mean th- by twitch
0: his physical twitch in his face is, oh he's like jerk, yeah. Yeah. He okay, I I watched this movie. I know yeah, what you mean. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's yep. the whole beginning and end of the movie. Sure. Just maybe. So anyway, yeah. uh, then this guy's wife winds up dead, strangled, sure. washed up on shore. And this, this young Robert man, he happens to be coming across this and he stops and goes, oh, I actually know this woman. And he runs to get help, but... As he's running away, two young sunbathers walk by and see the dead body, and then they see this man running away, and they conclude he must have killed her. And this is yeah. enough for the police to pursue uh, charges uh, because, well, why were you in her will? Why was she leaving you all this money? What were you doing with this woman? Mm-hmm. So, of course, uh, he comes across the, the Commissioner Gordon, uh, Barbara Gordon character. The, sure. the daughter of the police chief, a very another common trope in uh fiction mm-hmm. And she winds up helping him out begrudgingly at first and uh, not not being convinced of his story. Uh, oh yeah, I love his escape from the courtroom, uh, be, pulling the old Clark Kent throwing on a mm-hmm. pair of glasses and just walking away. Nobody will recognize you. Does that work, do you think? Nope, actually because there's a guy very recently who tried doing that and it did not work.
1: You know, I've heard that it's those subtle details are, are the ones that people don't notice more than anything else. Yeah. Do you think that's accurate? Yes. You gotta go, so it, gotta go so you're saying it would work? No, I'm saying it
0: would not work because people wouldn't notice that you're not wearing glasses or wearing glasses. They'd just go, hey, it's
1: you. I think if you were wearing glasses, it would blow my mind.
0: Well, RJ... <laughs> Let me let me tell you something. Oh my God! Hey, miniatures. Hitchcock Uh, loves miniatures, and uh, and I like them. Like Like they're uh, they have that quaintness that you don't get anymore, but Mm -hmm. they they actually serve a really great practical purpose in these movies because you can get crazy shots of of a space and like, like a train station that like you cannot get that shot in real life because there's nowhere to set the camera up. You can do whatever you want with the space and it keeps people employed. You know, it gets the, the miniatures business booming. Mm-hmm. You got to get those set decorators in there and making some real fun. And Hitchcock, like all three of these movies we've talked about, all of these really great miniatures. And, sure. uh, I think this was the one that jumped out at me the most. And yeah, Lady Vanishes has got them. I'm not sure if 39 Steps did, but he loved them.
1: I, I, I don't know. I was going to say I'm pretty sure, but then I, I caught myself for a second. And I was like, wait a minute. Did it? I don't know. That wasn't. That, well, that, actually, that was a long time ago. A long time ago.
0: So yeah. Robert, this guy,
1: Bob, he's on mm-hmm. the run
0: with this girl and they're uh, you know hijinks. There's a dog. There's a dog involved. Oh,
1: heck yeah, there and,
0: is. He's, he's uh, kind of uh, stowed up in a old building. She's going back home to visit her dad and her brother's. Mm-hmm. We we see that Poindexter kid again, who like mm-hmm. is it like is he a creep? Like a, is it like some weird thing where he's like reaching for her hand? I was kind of like, what's going I read What's it. going on here? I was getting confused. I'm like, is this her brother or is this like a brother's friend? It's always hanging around. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Am I not paying attention? That's possible.
1: I mean, you you rarely pay attention. It's a yeah. problem we have. It's called professionalism. Yeah. It's something that's come up a few times an with un, us. An undesirable trait, to be sure. Sure, sure, sure. I know. S- I I read it like that. Anyways, keep so, going. So,
0: so Robert. So they're on the hunt for this coat that he lost mm-hmm. in a bar, and uh, at the mm-hmm. bar, and in the bar. And they find this this bum. They find this bum at a. Uh, where was it? The is it the like the uh, where where do they find him? At a barn, not a uh, bar. or at the oh. bar. At the bar, but then is that like, where the
1: bar fight happens? uh Maybe. Well, I mean, the bar fight surely happens at the bar. Yeah. Like, is that where they found the coat, or was it aft? No, they, it was at the bar.
0: Yeah. Yeah. At the bar, they find the they find the coat, and mm-hmm. but it's missing the belt, and it's mm-hmm. like my god. It was my belt from the, my coat, and then he's like, "Well, that was how the coat was given to me. And you're like, "What? you've huh? seen do you, do you recognize the man who gave you this coat?" And he's like, "Well, I guess I could try, and I guess if I saw him, I would recognize him. He had a bit of a twitch and a weird twitch, and they're like, "Well, let's go seek him out." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so uh, they they go to this big fancy club, and they've got this band playing RJ what kind of band? sure? Uh it's like an orchestra? It's, sure. It's kind of like a Sure it is. It's like a minstrel show? Sure. It's kind of like a bunch of white guys in a band but they're they got something on their faces. I I don't know what you call it. It's um I don't know like do you, what do you know about blackface, RJ?
1: It depends in which sense you mean.
0: When People blacked up. So this is the the thing. Wait, 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 wait.
1: Are you talking about current Prime Minister Justin Trudeau of Canada? No. Oh, okay. Well, I (laughs) mean, the distinction needs to be made clear. Is that not what happened?
0: So in this film, uh, I see some people kind of have some outrage about this because it's like Alfred Hitchcock has blackface in his movies. But this was a practice. This was something that existed even Mm -hmm. in 1937. That there would be these performers. That uh, part of the show was well, well. We need to have some black performers because people love that. But like swing time, right? It's, it's part of the it's part of the show. And so mm-hmm. our villain uh, of all things, <laughs> no, on top of him being like you know a murderer, a conniver, a schemer, he's also a popping pills for his twitch. Mm-hmm. But he also is uh, wearing blackface, <laughs> um, and so. The, uh, the 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 old bum, he's all gussied up now, but the the guy sees right through it. Nobody knows what he looks like, and no one's looking for him because he's also in blackface. So, but he panics because he realizes this guy's there. He's like, "Oh shit!" He knows who I am. It's like the last twenty minutes are all this. It's like this big, huge tracking shot onto uh, the guy's face. It's like, it's pretty good, and then I don't know. He gets all pilled up. He starts having a freak out. Uh, he starts you know, overdosing as he's playing the drums. And mm-hmm. then he gets taken to his side. And, of course, one person's like, wait a minute. What's going on over there? And she goes right over and goes, hey, this guy, he's t- <laughs> he's twitching. <laughs> Come over here and, like, take off this black off his face and then mm-hmm. bring, the, bring that bum over here. Do you recognize him? Why, yes, I do. And then the guy wakes up. ha, of course it was me. And it's like, ah, another job, well done, police force and
1: independent uh He yeah, he really kinda lays it out oh, like yeah. unprompted. He's like, It was me and there's like no one even asked, dude. No. <laughs> could, Not really. That's when he gets called for your lawyer. <laughs> yeah, like I, I thought he was a little quick to kind of take mm-hmm. take the blame. you could've could've relaxed, but you know, who am I to say?
0: So Young and Innocent mm-hmm. is okay. Mm-hmm. It's uh I mean if you want to do the ranking, I think Sabotage is the best of the three, followed by Young and Innocent, followed by Secret
1: Agent. Okay? Um I have an alternative take. Okay. Actually not really alternative. I think you're right, but I think Young and Innocent is the better made movie out of all of the three. Does that make sense to you? So it's like what yeah. I said earlier I was like this is a right proper English movie. It's just like things kind of line up better and they there's a setup and then there's a punch. Yeah. Yes. I th- and well, so like I think the movie's better at executing what they're trying to do in this. And it, I maybe it's just hitch hitch just got better. I don't know. But I I agree. I think Sabotage is a better story. It's just uh, young and innocent I think is a more well made movie. Okay. Yeah, no, that's
0: that's that makes total sense to me. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: yeah, tell me more about Young and Innocent.
0: Um I guess like I watching it I was just so reminded of Thirty Nine Steps. Yeah. Like, just, it's like the same kind of stuff, the same characters, the same t- sort of jokes, mistaken identities, going to parties and pretending to be people that they're not. And then people get suspicious and they get, a- then you meet the rich people. They're offended by the lack of manners. And then they go, oh, you have to keep them here. You can't just do that. Mm-hmm. If you have not decided to dance with me, we'd be doing this thing instead. It's just the same kind of material that I don't know. I I could do without my life. <laughs> it's the beginning of this though, I was actually I, I was really into this movie at the start. I was kind of like, oh, hey, maybe this is actually like gonna be way better than people would lead you to believe. Where no one, really, no, because no one really talks about it. But as the movie continued on, it's kind of like, oh, it's fine. It, it it's covering material and a style that's kind of been well covered before in this era. But it doesn't, again, like, it doesn't do anything that really stands out to me anyway. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I love the setup of this, like, the the woman washing up on the shore. Like, that was like, you know, if, if I started thinking of Twin Peaks in that moment with Laura Palmer being found by uh, Jack Nance. Like, for whatever mm-hmm. reason, that popped in my mind. I was like, I could definitely see uh, Alfred Hitchcock being, or Alfred Hitchcock, David Lynch being, like, yeah, that young innocent scene. But I'm sure that that popped up from other things. But... Anyway, that's all I really have to say about Young and Innocent off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, so you say that this is the better made movie, but
1: it is. I think so. And for a few reasons, Jared. Yeah. Um, I think that this movie, like I said, has better setup and punchlines. Uh, case in point, I actually thought some of the humor in this movie was pretty good. Like the, the fountain gig where he keeps trying to wash his face in the fountain and then the water goes lower. And then he pulls his face back or it shoots in his face Mm -hmm. and they pull him back and then he goes down and shoots in his face and pulls him back. I was like, nice setup. I also liked the bar fight because I kind of liked how it played out. Uh, I don't know. I don't really know how to describe that. I think I just thought the setup and execution of it was really well done. Um, And then my other two notes were blackface and then hat at 46 minutes. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what I was talking about when I wrote hat down. Uh, fans out there, check it out on the Criterion channel and maybe let me know. At 46 minutes, apparently there was a hat that I thought was pretty cool. Uh, I don't know. I, I just thought it was like – it was just smoother the way it played out, whereas like I think they had better production money, so better production. Cameras were better. I think Hitch was a little smoother. I think things ran like... Uh, I don't know what I'm really trying to say. I just thought it kind of flowed better as a movie, whereas, say, like Secret Agent, one of my issues, like I said, I was like, it just feels kind of low quality. And, like, that's not a huge problem with me. Like, hey, I love uh, Video Violence, which is an 80s movie shot on film. But compared in all of these movies together as a trilogy, I was like, well secret agent feels kind of low rent where young and innocent is maybe the loft of the three. Does that, <laughs> does any of that make sense or am I just talking out of my ass? Uh, can't it be both? It can be. If I'm making sense out of my ass, I think that's even more important than yeah. either of the two. In dribs and drabs. I, yeah. Dribs and drabs. I, I just thought it was well put together to be honest. So, I do think I do agree with you. I think Sabotage is probably the better movie in terms of story. Some of the scenes and then like some of the big part parts like they blew up that dog and kid. It's pretty, pretty uh, fucking wild. This movie, though, you have a whole blackface band and you're just like, whoa, here we go. That brings me back. That brings me back. Well, it's like we talked about with Swing Time, too. Like a lot of people get really offended with that. And it's like, yeah. We're not gonna do this anymore. It's just part of the I don't know. I'm not I'm not offended by it, but at the same time it's like, yeah, I don't think anyone would do this anymore. <laughs> is, I is, certainly that a, is that would controversial, hope controversial? So. <laughs> yeah, like I don't think that's controversial, but like I know a lot of people's reviews, like I don't look at any of this, but I remember Swing Time was like blackface, one star. And yeah. it's like, well Well, you'll see. I mean, this movie was made like fucking almost a hundred years ago, so it's getting it, it,
0: Wow! When you say it like that, we're we're it's definitely uh what eighty two years now.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, what was the sabotage thirty six? Yeah. So we're at eighty four years ago. I mean, I'm rounding up to a hundred, but we're almost there. Almost there. Almost there. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I realize it wasn't wasn't right. It's just I don't want to like bring the whole movie down. Am I a bad guy, Jarrett? I yes, mean you frequently yes. said yes, but
0: uh and I'll say it now. Uh
1: this as I've mentioned many times, this is just a character I play for the podcast. So it's not it's not my own personal opinions. It's just RJ R-
0: R- 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 Balog says bring
1: back a blackface. Wow. It's, it's
0: <laughs> well,
1: controversial just... at best, but I, I mean you you were the one who said it. So if if you have any comments, I can give you Jarrett's personal address to our hometown and you can send him some some mail. What do do you think about Alfred Hitchcock, Jer? What, after after these three movies?
0: Sure. uh, This is the building blocks. Uh, I mean, he's been making movies, like this isn't like his first three movies. He's made, at this point, God, this is in his like 20th films kind of range. Like he's, Mm -hmm. he's, he's been active since, you know, the silent era and then he made a whole bunch of stuff in the 30s and then I feel like By the end, he starts to kind of get into the swing of things, and then he goes to America, and then he winds up making his, like, big iconic movies. But, I mean, this is all kind of part of that process. And, yeah, I mean, I think from a historical standpoint, you could probably watch worse movies. Would I run out of my way to watch these or recommend them to people? Probably not, like because there's people (laughs) who've literally not seen – most Hitchcock movies still to this day. So you'd be like, yeah, I still watch those. Like go your way to watch the big ones. These ones, they'll be around when you want to get to them. These are de- like, they are deeper cuts. Probably Sab- I, Sabotage I is definitely the like, if of these three, probably watch Sabotage. But even then, like watch Notorious, watch Rebecca, uh, watch The Lodger even.
1: What's The Lodger about? Uh,
0: It's kind of a Jack the Ripper th- story. What? Yeah, that's that's like one of his uh, earliest ones. It's uh, is it good? It's interesting. It's like it's um, he's figuring stuff out. It's got some really great uh, references to German expressionism in it. It looks really good. I, I what do what I, you mean
1: I, by German expression expressionism? Is that some very, Caligari stuff or what? Yeah,
0: some Caligari and shit. Okay. Yeah, you gotta speak I know, your language. You got
1: say shit. In shit. shit. You want to hear about who hates these movies, RJ? I mean yes, and like I've said many times it's like I don't know like who would even take the time to hate this stuff, but I I know they're they're out there. All right. So first up, sabotage, half a star, Maggie. Hmm. They fucking blew up a puppy. Well, I agree, Maggie. It's a big problem I have. Maggie seems like one of our people, Jarrett. Eternal Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Vertigo, napoleon dynamite but they only just gave silence of the lambs four stars hey they gave five uh 39 steps five stars watch huh. of lots of hitch movies in here wow
0: hmm. but no
1: love for sabotage no but love for sabotage don't kill, don't
0: don't kill puppies
1: the only other half star movies are the room weekend uh mega shark versus crocosaurus sprite of chucky and charlie's angels the original no, uh, well, I mean the well, what was the, it two thousand? And... Yeah, that the original movie cause, yeah, the yeah, two thousand one. Yeah, not the so. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not far off from uh, Maggie. Okay, I dig it.
0: One star from Josh. I got about twenty seven minutes into it and had no idea what was going on. I don't think it's really hard to follow, dude. Well, I don't know. We we did say that we had no idea what the relationships were between these people. Yeah. So I don't necessarily. I had, I knew what That's was fine. going on.
1: I had a, I had a, a, the gist of things. I, I knew what was mm-hmm. up, but
0: yeah. What, what what tell me about Josh?
1: Well, Josh likes thrillers. Favorite movies include Science of the Lambs*, *Gone Girl*, *Clockwork Orange*, and *Psycho*. Not many five star films, but they include *The Adams Family*, one of my favorite movies. Silent Hill, Triangle, Final Destination 3, Cabin in the Woods, Hatchet. Five-star movies. Gothica, Charlie and the what? Chocolate Factory. That's the Johnny Depp one. Correct. Yeah. Those are five-star films. Let's let's have a look at these half-star films, Jarrett. The New Halloween from uh, 2018. Zoolander. Uh, the Omen 4. <laughs> and there's other things in here, too, but I don't know what I... I don't know what this Bachelor Party in the Bungalow of the Damned. Ooh, that actually sounds good. It sounds like an RJ pick. Out. That does sound like an RJ pick. All these other ones, whatever. I don't think Zoolander is a half star film, though. Have you seen Zoolander? I have, and
0: I didn't think it was that great because there's people who yeah. love Zoolander.
1: They yeah, it's not great. Love that. But movie. it's not bad. Yeah. Here's more shocking things Josh gave Requiem for a Dream fi- uh, one star. Hmm. One single star, Jared. Do they have a justification Uh, review? Let's see. Not that I can see. Okay. Uh, Funny Games, one star. Killing of a Sacred Deer, one star. Malcolm X, one star. Suspiria Remake, one star. That's fine. Under the Silver Lake, one star. Also fine. Mandy, one star. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, a movie I used to like, but now I don't, one star. Why? So there you go. I don't know I watched it again uh, like a year ago and I was just like meh <sighs> I don't I don't know if it was a full watch I think I watched about an hour of it so I didn't log it and I was just like meh yeah this isn't as good as I thought it was I was never a big fan of that one
2: mm-hmm.
0: so secret agent hit it Matthew Coker one star yeah. the man who knew too much the 39 steps yes we're at Hitchcock's first golden age, but then suddenly we have this spy snooze fest. Unbelievably dull, and Peter Lorre is completely wasted. Not
1: one to live in the memory. You know, a lot of people talk about actors being wasted. And it's like, yeah, I get it. Maybe that actor that was really good wasn't in the movie as much See, as Peter Lorre
0: was in a me. lot of crap because
1: he but, was an actor in a lot yeah. of movies. He's there. You know, uh, yeah. you know, Jared? let's see what uh, Matthew Coker is all about. Well, Jaws, it's a wonderful life swingers. What the fuck? And uh, North by Northwest. Let's go to some five star films, Jared. Did you like The Force Awakens? Nope. <laughs> Other right. movies are good, but uh, that one's not great. Let's go to half star. Oh, lots of half star films. No. White God, Cosmopolis galaxy of terror uh what else we got these in? are Here's half your... stars yeah half wow. stars uh roma half stars the Vvitch, half stars Whoa. cabin in the woods half stars 1 so, jango one so secret half agent stars. is twice as good as those movies apparently at one star did you think Django was a half star film no what no. about super from james gunn half stars none of
0: these are half star movies
1: brain dead half stars no oh Here's one I have qualm with. Any given Sunday, half stars. No, thank you. That's a fucking four-star movie through and through. Oh, buddy. Martyrs, half star. It. Halloween three, half star. Okay. Enough, enough. This is uh, mad. This person's brick, half star. This... Brazil, half star. Oh my this, this goodness, Jerry. This is a
0: load. This is a bunch of shit. Okay. Yeah. Jacob Hamblin, one All right. star. The worst Hitchcock film I've seen so far. It's incredibly boring and dull, and the General is one of the most annoying characters ever. Highly disappointing.
1: I mean, he's annoying, but intentionally so, no? Yeah. Uh, Jacob says, I love movies, books, and video games. I'm pretty chill when when it comes to reviewing movies. There's a when when in there. Uh Aliens, Jurassic Park, Empire Strikes Back and Kill Bill, the whole bloody affair are Jacob's favorite movies. Yep. They have two two hundred and sixty five star films. It's too much for me. Let's say let's have a look at these half star films, Jer. Let's just have a look. Can okay, you know what's really weird? All these people at Halloween four and Halloween five. Ooh, I figured it out that was on a well, actually maybe not. Maybe they just don't like those movies, but that was a Joe Bob thing, like a month or two ago. Okay. Dumb and Dumber, Flintstones, Viva Rock Vegas, Shrek the Third. So maybe they don't like sequels to movies. Maybe. This person, or you know, maybe they just don't like things. Oh, this person gave Funny Games one star too, like some of the uh, one of the other per- people we saw. Oh. And so you, maybe, and me, maybe they're my people. Goonies one star. I'm I'm not a huge Goonies guy, but I don't think Goonies is a one-star movie. No, do you? No, not at all. Yeah, it's not one-star film.
0: And finally, let's go young and innocent. Okay, half a star by Murray H. Yep. No, just now notice the blackface. Why, Hitch? Why?
1: I mean, it shouldn't kill you. Kill a movie for you? It. Yeah. It shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, awful. I yeah. It's it's not right, but it. I don't think Hitchcock was like, yeah, we definitely
0: need to. i want to do this. This is my own. And people are like, no, don't do it, Hitch. He's like, I'll do it my way. I really, I really want to say something that this is okay. I, I'm pretty sure he. I'm, I'm sh- pretty sure he wasn't behind the camera also in blackface.
1: Mm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay, I don't. Uh, so Murray H watched five movies on one day on the weekend. Oh, I, I, that's, that's quite a. That sounds a like me. So uh, they, they just like hitch films, but like five-star films include Parasite, Midsommar, Hell or High Water, Booksite, uh, Booksmart, Juno, Captain Marvel, Eighth Grade, Unicorn Store, Hearts Beat Loud, Roma, uh-huh. uh, Hannah Gadsby, Nanuet. I have no idea what that is, but I'm going to throw that in there anyways. Little Mermaid pops up again. Huh. Handmaiden. ET well okay. no E-T is good. Quiet place. Okay. Bad. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You got it? You want any you want to hear what they what else they hate or no. Cosmopolis again. Wow. Another that's like three for three half stars for Cosmopolis. Is that movie bad, dude?
0: People don't like that movie.
1: What about Vampire in Brooklyn? Is that a half star movie? I've not heard good things. <laughs> I mean it looks cool. I think I'll like it.
0: Finally, look at that. Matthew Coker, one and a (gasps) half star. Oh my goodness. So-so Hitchcock early effort. Basically, a not as good reworking of his own, the 39 steps. It starts off fairly well, but massively loses steam in the second half. The conclusion is baffling and ill-conceived. Grandiose tracking
1: crane shot or not. What does he mean? Hey, you know what's weird? I already talked about Matthew Coker, but they watched The Handmaiden twice in one day. Let's see.
0: First review. Or, the, or looks
1: they accidentally like... logged it twice. No, different they, separate reviews. Oh. Wait, wait, Let me see. Oh, no. Wait, same review. Maybe they logged it twice. Well, if they did, then they're <laughs> fucking chud. Okay? Well, okay. There's that word. What, chud? Yeah. Haven't heard of that for a while. I don't think it's brought up enough, but Matthew Coker gave Passion of the Christ one and a half star, which I think is extremely unfair killing of a sacred deer one and a half star all these people don't like killing of a sacred deer that's weird right that's yeah i mean right i don't know that's weird it's weird dude it's weird and they batman returns one and a half star that's not a bad movie is it i didn't think so do you like that movie are we done here yeah <laughs> good
0: okay after the break our train our podcast trains bombed RJ's left for dead he dies but not before shooting me we're done for the better there's no more no more of this do you promise oh fuck we're only actors damn it we have to do sorry RJ
1: oh we don't have to die for real no but we have to keep recording. I don't
2: want to.
0: Who was the MVP of dogs?
1: Ooh, well, I mean, I'd have to give it up to that first dog, R.I.P., because he got blown up. Yeah. But uh, that second dog, those wiener dogs, I have a, I got a real affinity for wiener dogs just based on appearance. They are the most aggressive dogs, so that's a little bit of a downer. But, you know, that third dog had the the moxie because it was like I'm going to be with my people I'm going to chase that car down I'm going to be there so let's go with the third dog the big dog yeah the big dog what about you which
0: Which one's your big dog I kind of liked your logic going there with the uh, puppy that got blown up
1: yeah he did well, the I job mean, you know he was one of the the fallen the fallen yeah. he was one
0: you can email us at criterioncreeps at gmail.com and tell us about your favorite dogs. In cinema.
1: Sure. I'd love that.
0: We've got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barnlow. We've got a Patreon. We're on YouTube. We're on SoundCloud, mm. Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Next week, we're back to the Criterion Creep proper. Spine 202. <gasps> and look at that. Vittorio Tisica's Station Termini, a.k.a indiscretion of an american wife from
1: 1953 sounds Sounds
0: like pretty saucy
1: sounds like a major fucking bummer dude have you seen this movie i have not uh there's remember
0: folks there's two versions of this movie if you want to track it down there's an american cut that's like 83 minutes and then there's the italian cut that's like a half hour longer so
1: which one are we watching we're going the distance my friend is that the version I have? Yeah, you, it, it is. Okay. okay. How long did you say it was? Two hours? Something like that. Okay. Well, whatever. Who well, maybe we'll watch both. We do a compare okay. and contrast. Is there is there a remake of this? Maybe starring like Bill Hader or something? Bill Hader and uh, Michael Douglas? Yeah, I, I'll watch that.
0: Sure. Maybe. Maybe we'll make it this weekend.
1: Sure. Let's do it. All right. That's it yeah i mean we're done we covered three fucking movies dude
0: we sure did sure for you our fans
1: friends of the show good night